y'all exactly y'all are using retinol spf all that stuff to try to combat aging but the real aging happens here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's why you I'm must stay a bluebird on, app but that's why you must stay <laughs> on that bluebird app because that's where all of it starts yeah stay intellectually sharp guys all the tweets i like are like pee pee poo poo <laughs> <laughs> Hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Hi. Hi. We're We're Quinn Quinn and and we're Becca. Becca. And welcome to Manic Pixie Jumpscare, a podcast where we talk openly about our shared delusions, passions, and And love for each each other. I have to say, I feel like we usually syncopate and synergize a little bit more in the... um, in the welcome in the intro but we yeah we both had very... we had different character studies a little bit during this one yeah yeah foils to each other you could say yeah it's a yeah. little bit and that and that's that's one of the more interesting things to watch on stage you know like when two mm-hmm. characters Duality. are engaged in a conflict and they both want different things exactly that's what my player always taught me so kathy george yep. i'll say her name and no and may she slay. yeah exactly <laughs> yep. exactly yeah Wow. Oh my goodness, um, Becca. It has been a minute, hasn't it? I know. Not to our audience because to, of course, because we you have know, crafted I, so well God, of continuous streaming. No, literally, I do need to recognize us for that because the fact that we have mm-hmm. literally kept this little show going each week. Like whenever I tell people at the podcast and they're like, oh, so what's happening now that you're like traveling? I'm like, oh babe nothing's changed basically <laughs> literally if anything traveling because... has allowed us to expand because now we have this whole new level of the universe with the deep dives um it's so true and so yeah it's been lovely basically mm-hmm. but it does mean that we talk less yes live no, and no, honestly um, guys no when i sign on to this and like i see back i'm like i'm like I'm like a dog, like at the door. Like when a dog <laughs> sees somebody he really likes, but like doesn't live with it, it's like, <sighs> like I'm like I'm like clamoring to talk to Becca every yeah. time I get on this little Zoom call. I'm freaking out, yeah, because and I'm always still testing my mic, everything. so we can't speak right away. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, he's like, "Hold on, hold I said, on." I said, now um, wait a minute. <laughs> five fingers to the face. Five anyway, fingers to the face. <laughs> um. But so, Quinn, this leads me into the classic catch-up. And uh-huh. again, you have been to so many places that I just can't even keep track. So I, I, I just have to know, where have you been? What was mm-hmm. it like? What did you do? What did you see? Okay. Who, what, when, where, why? Very much given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so through that. Oh, this is the wrong one. I have notes because I'm trying to keep things a little organized. But anyway, okay. so... When last we spoke, I was actually in Berlin, famously in Germany. Mm. And right yes. now I'm in Spain. But place I have been as well. Yeah, exactly. Cheers. Twixt those two places, I was actually in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so literally the morning Becca and I last recorded, I journeyed to Amsterdam and, you know, I had to take a train and then a bus and then something really funny, but also scary. It was going to be my jump scare if we had shot a new episode last week, but I'll just share it now Mm -hmm. for all posterity. So I'm waiting for a bus. And if you have never been to Europe, listener, Mm -hmm. something about Europe is that it's all military time. There's no such thing as one o'clock in the afternoon here. Baby. It's true. That's 1300. I don't, I don't know if people actually say that, but like on all the clocks and everything, it says like 1300. And when you book travel, it also says the military time. And so when I was going mm-hmm. to Amsterdam, I was like, oh, let me, um, you know, I booked my ticket and mm-hmm. something about me is famously, um, I do get numbers confused, <laughs> like numbers. Sometimes I get like numbers confused in my head. Um, and so I booked a ticket. What, like specific numbers or just like all, just all, all numbers. numbers? Like how? I'll just That's do like, like a liability. Thing. Yeah. No, this <laughs> kind of confirms my, and I'm, I'm against self-diagnosing except for when I do it. Um, uh-huh. but this kind of confirms my suspicion that I might have like a mild form of dyslexia. Um, Interesting. Yeah. But like with num like with numbers, because I also really struggle with my lefts and rights, which people also say is like a sign of dyslexia. Um, I struggle with that as well. Yeah. And so therefore it's conceivable to me that I could have, you know, left and right dyslexia. But also this numbers thing is now complicating things. So anyway, I booked okay. a ticket. So I had to ride a train and then a bus. So I take my train, goes off without a hitch, really. And then so I ride from Berlin to I don't even know how to pronounce it really. I think it's Duisburg or like Duisburg, but it's another place in Germany. Mm-hmm. And so I ride in the train there and I'm like, cool. So then I'm taking a bus. And so the bus picks up in a different place than the train. And so I don't know about you, but when I'm traveling, something like my first priority is to find where I need to go before I do anything else. So like yes. when I'm in an airport, I'm going to the gate like I'm going like mm-hmm. bef- like if I'm getting like a meal or something I'm going to the gate and making sure like okay this is where it is before I mm-hmm. go and like you know get a little snack or something um absolutely and so I was That's like I okay do. let me go find where this bus picks up and so the bus picked up like a five minute walk away from the train station and mm-hmm. then I get there and the bus isn't leaving for like another hour and so I'm like and I'm hungry and so I'm like okay or no, another like couple hours at that point. And so I'm hungry. And so I'm like, okay, let me walk back to the bus station and, mm-hmm. or no, the train station from the bus station. And I get a little lunch. Um, and what was I doing? But editing this little show, the Quinn and Berlin episode, mm-hmm. number one in 30 countries, I heard. Um, uh-huh. And I'm, I'm just like, you know, working on this show. I put so much effort into And, um, my ticket I had in my head was sometime in the three o'clock hour. And I just kept saying, oh, my ticket's like at three o'clock. And then, so it's one o'clock by this point. And if you don't know, it's actually about one 45 at this point when I'm like editing. And if you don't Mm -hmm. know one in military time or like European time is 13. 
So it's like 1345 by this point. And I'm like, hmm, I'm thinking about my ticket. And I'm like, did my ticket say three or did it say 13? Oh, no. And so then I check my bus ticket. Again, it's 1345 at this point. When did my bus depart? But 1340. Mm, no. And so no. I have missed the damn bus because I was working to get y'all an episode of this little show. And then and we what, thank you. What did I do but panicked and bought another ticket in the mm-hmm. train station that was all on train? And then the ticket, when it printed out, it was in German. It didn't tell me where okay. to get any of the trains or nothing like that. And so I was like, oh. and so then I went back on the bus website and found another bus to Amsterdam and then spent another amount of money. And so it was actually a little bit of a costly error. But um, so you, you paid for three tickets to get to one place? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's true. It's yeah. true, actually. Um, <laughs> Dang. And so, guys, I didn't follow my. Life caught me slipping because I am not usually a panicked person, but I think Mm -hmm. it was because this was like the first thing. Well, not the first thing. This was, it was the first time something went wrong that was like directly in my control. (laughs) I see. Yeah. Like it was the first time in my travels that something really went wrong where like I fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so that was why I was like, like, um, and Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So guys. You goofed it. It's okay. If you can learn one thing from me, when things go wrong, just take a little bit of a deep breath. Mm-hmm. And you'll get through a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like I did. But I had to suffer a loss in order to learn that. And so, mm-hmm. but that would have been my jump scare last week. So starting there, so we can only go up. But then I get yeah. to Amsterdam. Okay. And Amsterdam is beautiful. Let me say, it really got me in the fall vibe. Um, Love that. Because, you know, there were a couple of nice days. And so the sun was shining. The leaves were changing. The canals were canaling. And um, yeah, so uh, I stayed in the red light district, which I would literally recommend everybody don't do that. Oh. No. <laughs> no. Do not so, have your. So for why? <laughs> do not have your accommodations in the red light district because. First of all, okay. no Dutch people actually go there. So, like, it's mm. completely tourists. Second of all, gotcha. Becca and I are alternative girlies. You know, we like, mm-hmm. you know, to see, like, kind of the underbelly of things, I would like to say. Yeah. And I feel like the red light district has that reputation where it's like, oh, it's cool. It's, like, underground. And I feel like that may have been true at one point. I feel that it is no longer true at this point. And it just very much feels like it's just there for, like, people to come and be like, oh, my God, sex. Like, oh, my Mm. God, sex workers in windows. Like, you do see the sex workers in the windows, and it's interesting, which, like, I don't even want to say that as, like, you know, gawking at them or something. But, you know, you just pass by and, like, you know, you see it. And so, but it's also, like, there are a bunch of, like, sex toy shops and, like, peep shows and, you know, I, I guess like porno, maybe like porno theaters. Like, I don't know. I didn't really engage mm-hmm. with it because like, also it's always packed the brim with people. Um, Fascinating. Especially like at night, it's crazy. Like walking around at night, there are so many people um, mm, interesting. in the red light district specifically. And yeah, yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't, it wasn't sexy in that like, 
oh, sex is actually like a part of the culture, which it is um, in Amsterdam, but like it was more sexy and like, a, ooh, look, ooh, spend okay. your money. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like that kind okay. Of thing. And like so, gimmicky kind of. Yes. It was very gimmicky. Mm. And so. Okay. I don't know, but I've also, I, I talked to two friends of Becca and I's who's went to, who went to Amsterdam um, over the summer and they stay in the red light district and they really liked it. And so, mm-hmm. okay. Different strokes for different blokes. I would personally not do it again. Also, if you do go, like another thing that really turned me off is like, um, it was the first time I was like walking in Europe and I was like, oh, this is like dirty. Like, cause I like, I like woke up early, like on like a mm. Monday or something. So after everybody had been out on like Sunday night and like, there's just mm. litter everywhere and like gross stuff. And again, it's a tourist uh-huh. area. So it's like tourists doing that, which also makes it like yeah. another like level of gross. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I recommend do not stay in the red light district, stay in Jordan. It's very close. It's a nice little neighborhood. You can still do all okay. the stuff, but um, yeah. But yeah. I also, I enjoyed Amsterdam, but I, I have a couple gripes with it. Well, the red light district, okay. and this is more of a gripe with Amsterdam. Amsterdam is not a walkable city. Really? I th- totally thought it would be because every time I see photos, there's like little bridges everywhere, all the cobblestone streets. So it seems you, so small. You can walk around. However. Okay. 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 The bikers. <gasps> oh, no. Dangerous. Oh my God. I had a, I had a tour guide and he was like, guys, we do have killer bees here. And by that, I mean, killer bikes. Oh my God. So he made a little joke, but it was not yeah. a joke at all, actually. Um, <laughs> okay. Because. Full oh serious. It, it, yeah. Uh, it was it, something about comedy. And this is something I'm coming up with right now. Is that all comedy okay. has a little bit of truth <laughs> in it. And that's what makes it funny. Uh-huh. And no one's ever said that before. And so um No, that was groundbreaking. Yeah, it's my Thank intellectual you. property actually. And so <laughs> um no, but the bikes are so like and it's nice because it's like, oh, you know, like people aren't as reliant on gas and stuff and like blah, blah, blah. but also Yeah. Girl, you can't like because it is a little like it is a little further apart than some other places I've been to and the public transportation like is not as good. And like even locals will say it's expensive. And so a bunch of people ride, just ride bikes, but the mm-hmm. bikes are just like, there are seemingly no rules for the bikes. And apparently there are, but like, I don't think the bikers actually follow the rules. So like, they're just whizzing everywhere, going everywhere, almost hitting oh people, almost like, you know, and, and they just like rule the roost. And then, oh my God. There's this one day I was down by their like museum area and Mm -hmm. the intersections like take so long for like pedestrians and stuff, but bikes are just like going through, um, car, like it would, it would honestly be better to have a car in Amsterdam or it would honestly be better to have a bike and then a car in Amsterdam because cars also like play second fiddle to bikes. Like the bike's truly like the best way to get around. That's so crazy. Do they have like easy access, like rentable bikes or is it like. I think so. I didn't look into that because honestly, somebody recommended like my person who checked me into the hotel was trying to recommend that I like rent a bike. And I was like, ma'am, I'm going to be honest. I truly, I truly do not remember last time I was on a bike. 
so Amsterdam was very fun um and yeah it was kind of chill because like I was a little you know tired and I knew because I was going to Spain and I was going to be on my um I was going to be on another group tour um I was taking Mm -hmm. a little bit easy and so then I get to Spain and I had gotten into the fall vibe in Spain just to immediately, or no, I got into the fall vibe in Amsterdam just to immediately go to Spain, yeah. where it has been uh, 80 degrees or over the entire time I've been here. It's the hottest place I've ever been in my life. And I don't understand why it is so hot here, because if you look at a map of the world, mm-hmm. Spain is on like the same longitude as literally where I live. Like, I think if you jumped into the ocean in Delaware. Yes, and swim. you were some if you somehow had the stamina to swim <laughs> across yeah. the damn Atlantic, <laughs> you'd end up in Spain or you know, Portugal and then Spain. Um mm-hmm. and so why then is it so like it's definitely not this hot in Hokessen? Not nearly. There's it, something it, geographically it, going on that makes it hot because it is it is so hot here, actually. I don't know if it's also like how they engineered the entire country, but like all of the buildings are so close together uh-huh. they not they do not have ac mm-hmm. there's no break it, it it's crazy it's yeah. so hot i yeah, can't it believe is. it's still so hot oh yeah oh oh it's fully it's fully hot here and it's the middle of october yeah why is it so hot in spain in late october as muna once said um they've never been wrong they've never actually been wrong and so i do need to tell you i do need to tell you so i flew here from amsterdam oh my god Mm -hmm. getting here was actually kind of a crazy thing because i get to amsterdam airport and this is the first time this has happened in my travels i get to amsterdam airport oh my god okay also they had self-check-in for the baggage like you walked up to a little i love that feature you walked up to a little machine yeah Mm -hmm. And you put the thing on and, and it then took your you just like you. send it on the thing. I was like, baby, yeah, this beautiful. is the future. Literally. Why do, why do I ever have to talk to anyone literally about my bag? If I could do this, I'm so capable of it. Although this yeah. trip has made me truly never want to check a bag ever again. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> and I will. <laughs> and, and you guys might <laughs> think, you know why already based off. Oh, I, listening to I this thought podcast. I did. Oh, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you actually did. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but what I'm about but what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I get to the Amsterdam airport and I see this line of people and I'm like, I mean, that must be. And so I start walking to the end of the line. Um, and I'm walking for a good five to ten minutes before I reach the end of the line. And it is the line to go into security. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting in the line for a good 20, 25 minutes before I get to a sign. That says, wait from this point, 90 plus minutes. Ooh. So the security line was over, or I don't think it was over. It was just about two hours for me to get through security. Oh my God. And luckily That's I got to so... the the airport like three hours early. Did they have one person doing security? I do not know what the holdup was, honestly. Like... I don't know what I I do not know what the holdup was, but there were truly it was also a Saturday. Um, okay, but like 
truly so many people. Damn. Yeah. And so, oh yeah. And so, and with my like heavy backpack, I was like, this is, this is not good, but I got through it. And, um, so then I had, I flew from Amsterdam. I couldn't get a direct flight. I don't think because I was flying into Barcelona. So I flew from Amsterdam to Frankfurt in Germany. And then I flew from Frankfurt to Barcelona. And so isn't that Barcelona airport so cute? Barcelona. I'm trying to remember. I so you're gonna understand why, but in a couple you're gonna I I didn't really take in that much the airport. Okay. Okay. I'll trust you. Sorry. (laughs) So first of all, we um (laughs) I get on the flight, like we get bored and stuff, and then the pilot comes on says a whole thing in German first and then goes, Hey guys. So we're actually going to be delayed a little bit at the gate. Um, because Frankfurt airport actually has their radio system down. So they can only fly in so many flights at a time. So we have to wait for like them to give us our like thing. And so like, of course, but, and that's an issue because, so he said it would be delayed like 30 minutes, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's an issue because my layover in Frankfurt was only an hour and a half. And so I'm like bricking it a little bit already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, but then I'm just like, okay, let me find my Zen a little bit. And so we take off, um, we land, and then I go into the Frankfurt airport. And something we need to talk about with European terminals also, so long. Very long. Did you like something about the terminals? Like, Europe's really said, okay, what if we made a terminal, but it was like literally five miles long. Like they could run marathons <laughs> in these terminals that they have here in Europe. You're so right. Like I've never so walked right. through a US terminal like this long. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, because I was checking and my flight from Barcelona flew out of the same terminal as my flight landed in, in Frankfurt. And so I was like, thank God for that. But it was mm-hmm. like 30 gates away. So it was fully a 10 minute walk. I know. I love that in the maps on your phone, it will show you and it's like, oh yeah, so you're a mile away from your gate still. Like, no, crazy. it's like, it, yeah, and so I landed there and um, so luckily I had enough time. Like, I literally got to the gate, like, as I was boarding. I got to a gate, like, oh, as nice. I start, I got to my gate as I started boarding and I had, like, a little, I had a little maladaptive thought in my head and I was like, actually, no, I'm gonna push that away. And so I just got on the plane. I flew out to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And I landed in Barcelona. I had like a really good flight. I read a book. I wrote a little something. I'm feeling good. Nice. Yeah. I land in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. My yeah. phone connects to a cell tower. And I will yeah. text on my phone. I look at my, my face unlocks my phone. Crazy thing about the phones now. I look and what does it say? It's from Lufthansa, who I'm flying, well name. Mm-hmm. And it says, mm, your baggage has been rebooked. <sighs> Not and I said, so that's weird because game. I'm pretty sure my bag isn't an M and object. And so... <laughs> Why is she her, taking her own flights? <laughs> Not to take her agency away or nothing like that, but... <laughs> Why is she making those decisions for herself? I didn't know she could. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which, like, honestly, that makes me mad now thinking about it. Like, the semantics of your baggage has been rebooked. Like, what do you mean by that? Yeah, because she never had a ticket in the first place. No. Because she is uh-huh. a child. No, I am the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> she is a 22-year-old teenage girl, just like myself. <laughs> she is a little baby 37-year-old. <laughs> what can we do? She, is, she can she is. not make her own decisions. <laughs> she is a 46-year-old toddler, that girl. Um, <laughs> that baby girl. That baby girl. Uh. And so, anyway. So, again, uh, fucking again, my bag has not made it with me. It makes me think you'll never receive justice. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will say... I will say mm. this experience was very different because Lufthansa did literally tell me they were like, okay, your bag is literally on this flight. Like it, it was just in the next okay. flight out to like coming from Frankfurt to Barcelona, which was literally like three hours after, but I got in at like eight o'clock, 8 PM, oh. 20, 2000, 20 hundred. I don't know how they say it here. Yeah. Um, and so to wait three hours, like it wasn't even going to get in until after, like, like almost midnight. In the night. Yeah. And so I had like a hotel room booked. I had to be like, like my tour was starting the next day. And so I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? And so what do I do? I call my mom. Um, mm-hmm. And she affirmed my decision. So I, I left the damn airport. I said, you know what? Let go, let God. And I, I did fill out mm-hmm. a little like report and stuff. Yeah. Were anyway, and so did you take those blue buses from the airport? Yes, yeah, that's what I took. And yeah. that you know the thing where you buy the ticket—that's where my card got stuck. Oh, really? In the yeah, in the little booth. I love those little buses. I rode them back and forth twice. <gasps> no, so and then good. I made a Aero mistake. Bus. Yeah, Aerobus. Shout out! I made a little mistake mm-hmm. because okay. the one I rode to my um, hotel was the T one. And so when right. I put Barcelona in the air, like in Google Maps the next day to get back to the airport, it told me to mm-hmm. take the T2. And I was like, oh, so T1 must be coming from the airport and T2 must be going back to the airport. Guys, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. T1 stands for Terminal 1, which is what I flew into. Yeah. And so T1 yeah. brought me. And then I f- went to T2 back to the airport, but my bag was in T1. And so what did I have to do? but wait for another shuttle and pay another little bit of money to take a shuttle from terminal one to terminal two to terminal one, because they're literally a mile apart in Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. So my first moment, I wish I could have been there to help you. (laughs) My first moments in Spain clusterfuck. Let me just say that. Yeah. Yeah. I did self soothe though that night I got in by solo running a bottle of wine. Um, Perfect. And that was healing for me. And so, um, <laughs> yeah. And so then um, I went on my tour. It was so fun. We started in Barcelona and then we went to Granada and then Perfect. Sevilla. And then um, nice. we went to Cadiz for a beach day. Um, and then we went to Madrid. And now I am in Alicante, which is like a little seaside town on the east coast of Mm -hmm. spain and um i'm in an undisclosed location yes becca and i will be talking about where i am someday oh lovely okay but today 
No, no, no. Not that day, girls. Not that day. <laughs> no, Becca, when we talk about this on the pod. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. No, it's going to be crazy. Like, part of it is like, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if like, it's like the right time to talk about it. And also I knew this was going to be a long episode. So to truly get into like what's been going on. Yeah. There's a lot of parties affected by it. So. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot going on. Like, just takes time to tell. To consider. I'm like. Yeah. And so sure. anyway. But, um, and so yeah, Spain is literally beautiful, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I love it here. Um, so where'd you go when you were in Spain, Becca? Well, I was in Barcelona the whole time. I was mm-hmm. gonna ask you where did you stay, like what were you near, kind of, or do you know? We were only there for like one day. Okay. I I don't think there are any like landmarks near us. We stayed. I got off. Oh, like did you? Oh, because your say, which... friend, your friend probably studies at the university, right? Like of Barcelona. She or no, she's not a student. No, when she studied, she was at the University of Granada actually. But then she oh. for the summer working was in Barcelona, so she wasn't in school at the time. But um, yeah. Which stop did you get off at the on the Aerobus? Like the university one, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So it's like the third one. Gotcha. Okay. I think I was a little further down from you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a beautiful place. Yeah. I was really obsessed. Um, did you like like all the Gaudi like architecture? Yes. Like the um all the buildings are so pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's like the Museum of Sex had really cool architecture i wish you oh could have seen it yeah i definitely need to come back i definitely need to I, I will be back to spain like it's definitely a cool mm-hmm. vibe here i also becca this is gonna be crazy i really want to learn spanish wouldn't it be cool yeah i need to I tried I, when i was there <laughs> i'm like i i know like a little bit but like i want to learn spanish and i have been wanting to learn another language because i am famously bilingual Beck and I both are kind of. Yeah. Yeah, Beck and I are both bilingual. Unfortunately, the yeah, my second language does not help really any other languages. (laughs) Yeah, outside the yeah. Yeah. Outside the context of, you know, the US. Um Yeah. And so yeah, I really want to learn Spanish and German. Like, what if I was like that bitch that was like, oh, I speak four languages? That'd be so cool. Hello. I know. And once you learn one, it's it's easier to learn another. So oh, yeah. that's what they say. And I like know all the mechanics of language and stuff because that was like part of college. Because I had right? to take like a right? bunch of linguistic stuff. And so I don't know, guys. I might be able to hack into the mainframe. But hoping. Anyway. So yeah, that's my little adventure. Those are my little adventures through Spain. I'll talk about them a little bit more. But mm-hmm. we of course okay. need to hear about what's been going on in Zan Miss Becca's life. And if our <sighs> outline is any indication, there's going to be some <laughs> interesting things going on. And so, Becca, yeah. what the hell has been going on with you? What even the hell? Um, yeah, so again, nothing nearly as exciting as your life at the moment, but that's okay Gosh. because I'm in my, I'm in my home era. Mm-hmm. I'm not meant to be traveling right now. It's just... It's just what's going on. Um, but homebody, yeah. <laughs> while I say that, I actually, and I did not tell you before, but I was just in Paris just for a short amount of time. 
Um, because I got a car and her name is Paris. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. That's better than being an actual Paris. Oh my God. <laughs> Literally. She's a Subaru legacy. She used yes. to be my uncle's and then I just bought her from him. Yes. Um, the way to do it. So now I literally have, I literally have autonomy and I can just like go anywhere again because something that was really lame about me for a while and like this whole time I've been home is I had no car. Oh my God. I barely had a job at the, at the first part of it. So, you know, now I have a job and I have a car. What more could you want from me as a woman? Yeah, exactly. Not having a car in suburban America, there's no fate worse actually evil because you know what's not walkable the suburbs literally <laughs> at all and there's no public transportation in any functional nope, way. none exactly <laughs> there's like a fake bus stop outside the old people's home so they don't run away <laughs> but <laughs> no literally where i live like if i even wanted to take like tra- public transportation i would have to literally walk on like a non-pedestrianized like area for at least yeah. 20 minutes yeah i have to walk across the highway which is oh, bad you're hopefully. not supposed to do that yeah, <laughs> yeah. no yeah. that's one of the things that's one of the things about like europe that's just been crazy how you can just like public transit is so accessible i will never i will never forget how in berlin yep. i literally was clubbing until 5 a.m and then took a train home i like, took a subway home <laughs> like how convenient how beautiful literally it's so good it's so good yeah mm-hmm. so um, I'm really glad though to have a car. Um, uh-huh. She's kind of old. She's like 2006 or something. But yeah, her name is Paris. She's been doing what she needs to do, honestly. So good for her. Um, I never said Paris was another. <laughs> she... Paris is my friend. I would never say that. Paris is my friend. I would never <laughs> say that. Never say that. <laughs> yeah, but um, so loving that. And then also part of my, I guess my grind era as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows I've been a girl boss lately. Something that I don't think I've talked to you about yet is that I'm literally going to be a substitute teacher. Now, this is crazy. Now, this is crazy <laughs> <Okay>. to me. <laughs> now, this is, I read this and I was like, this is crazy, actually. <laughs> no, literally, I told Lauren, she goes, why do you just do things? Like, you just <laughs> do things. It's crazy. Um, but, okay, so... Basically, in Pennsylvania right now, because schools need substitute teachers so bad, Mm -hmm. you don't need to have a teaching certificate to be a substitute anymore. You just need any bachelor's degree. And then through um, the IU in your district, you get like this certificate to like be able to substitute that. Because basically, what do substitutes do? They literally sit at a desk and tell the kids to do the worksheet or whatever literally. the teacher left mm-hmm. like that's it and me i will do that for 150 dollars a day oh that is Easily. good that is good exactly like my days off from ulta like what do i do i sit around pretty much or, or i like sleep in so late so mm-hmm. let's get up let's go sit somewhere else and make money Let's rise and literally grow. (laughs) Yeah, literally. So, yeah. And I got interviewed last week and found out um, literally today that I'm fully 
going to be a substitute teacher. That's why. And I'm also hoping, I'm really hoping. (laughs) I would love to meet my, like the love of my life this way. Not a student. <laughs> Let me clarify that. Not a student. Not a student. <laughs> oh my god, Ezra! You're Ezra. No. <laughs> Didn't he I'm so as a student. No, he was a new teacher. He was just a new teacher. But oh, speaking of teachers, okay, I I wasn't okay. <laughs> so the other day at work at Ulta, mm-hmm. um, literally. I saw, okay, I was going through the book of names for pickup orders, and there's hundreds of names in the book. Hundreds. <laughs> I literally see one. I'm like, that's my old tech ed teacher. Yeah. I walk as, away from the book for five seconds. He's calling the phone at Ulta. I was like, oh my God, I summoned him. So then I answered, and then I sounded so dumb in front of him because I forgot the hours we were open. <laughs> so I was like, uh, uh, eight. And he was like, are you checking? Or are you telling me? And I was like, both. <laughs> I sounded so dumb. I had to hang up anyway. You were so excited. Then, like you were so caught off. Guard. I've, I've been there. Uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I guess flustered. And then mm-hmm. this other lady was the mom of my, that I checked out was the mom of my old gym teacher from elementary school. Okay, work. So, and then, yeah, I was like, just teachers are so prevalent in my life right now. And here I am becoming one right in front of my eyes. Literally. So, yeah. You've taught me a lot of things. I consider you a teacher in my life. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Um, I cannot imagine pulling up to high school and Miss Hobart is in the building. (laughs) Literally. The way that I look, like, (laughs) most people at work thought I was 18. Oh yeah. So this is gonna be oh, you look super crazy. young. <laughs> this is going to be crazy. You, you're going to look like no other adult in that school. Like whatever school it is, you're going to look like no other adult. Because you also have all these crazy tattoos. You have a shark's jaw so on your left. Right. Right. On your, you have a shark's jaw surrounding your right knee. Kneecap. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to wear pants for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like I'm just gonna avoid going in the hallway when other children are there because I'm gonna blend in. It's gonna be cuckoo. Oh my god. You're gonna you're gonna get like stopped. You're gonna get stopped. I don't know. Honey, the bell rang five minutes ago. <laughs> Where's your hall pass? Where is your hall pass, ma'am? <laughs> yeah, so. I'm excited, though, to see how that goes. That's going to be absolutely bonkers. I know. It's going to be crazy to if I can go back to my high school also. Becca the substitute. Like, crazy. Oh, I was going to tell you. You know how you didn't need, like, a teaching certificate or anything? Yeah. That's literally how my, like, actual high school worked. (laughs) Oh. Oh, damn. (laughs) Because it was a private school. There was a private school, <laughs> oh. so there were no, there were like no rules. Oh, shout out. Yeah. You just needed a I bachelor's mean, degree. Sense. Okay. That makes more sense, I guess. But yeah, for the government, they're like, we do need to check you out. And that is, that um, is the better thing because I was fully taught by some people who were my, my well. chemistry, my chemistry teacher in high school, such a nice person, but 
there's a difference between majoring in chemistry in college and like <laughs> tr- like learning how to be like a science teacher. Right. There's yeah. such a difference between those two things. Yeah, you can't just know things. And yeah, you can't. You, you can't just. Them. Yeah. You know. <sighs> Crazy, but yeah. So I'm really excited. I'm sure I'm gonna have so many stories from that. I'm also oh just kind of doing it for the laughs. Yeah, the reason I'm doing it is for money and for the absolute giggles. So it'll I'm sure me. it'll be buffoonery. Have y'all seen yeah. Abbott Elementary? It's gonna be just like that. Oh my god! Exactly. So do, you, do you just get sent anywhere? So basically, like you can, um, since it's different districts around me, you just like basically you download an app, and then it will let you know if there's like a shift that needs covered, and then you uh-huh. can just take it. So work easy yeah very nice and um yeah my sister was actually the one to recommend me because she was like hey I know you and I know how you love money so I appreciate Is she a t-shirt that. yes oh yep she what does she teach well she's a kindergarten teacher at Pocono <gasps> Mountain oh my god yeah yeah and Good she's such her. a little yeah, it makes so much sense for her. Such a fun age. It. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. And so then... Miss Hobart driving Paris to the school. What else? Is gonna <laughs> exactly. Happen? So another one of my personas. <laughs> Becca, oh, Miss Hobart. We were talking about this. <laughs> and yeah. of course, Beck's gloss. Mm-hmm. Um, there has been more drops. At, but mm-hmm. as I explained to Quinn, fan base. Uh, which recently, mm-hmm. I, Bex Gloss has hit 100 monthly listeners. As this it is should, 100 people it who, should actually be at 1 billion monthly listeners. 100 billion, but 100 that's crazy billion. anyway. You have to start somewhere, I suppose. Um, and I just imagine it skyrocketing after this episode airs, obviously. Exactly. Um, but my distributor does have a programming flaw at the moment. I have contacted them and they have gotten back to me about this it's a known issue that uploads in the past like month have been going to a separate spotify page so i now have two artist profiles one has coochie and killer queen and then the second one has graveyard heart and guys she's scaring me which can we get (laughs) some commotion for the names (laughs) <laughs> well thank you so much um but so there's <laughs> but they're split up into two but that problem should be fixed in around 24 hours so when you're hearing this hopefully it's fixed one of the profiles is verified and one of them is not one of them is not. I'm, I'm actually looking right now as we speak yes yeah so the mm-hmm. one with 100 monthly listeners that is the verified one and is the yes. correct one and this one has seven monthly listeners though so That Wait, is added is she, to the is she verified? No. Okay, of course. So yeah, 107. Perfect. So it's actually 109 altogether. Uh, I'm so famous. This Wait, but Graveyard Heart is on here. It's because I linked it as a like my chosen thing, but it's not uh, under cool. like the discography, which is yes. weird. Oh my yeah, god, it's so your tattoo. Hopefully- yeah. <laughs> Thanks. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there'll be another one this week. And then the week after is Halloween weekend. And then the full EP will be out with right. nothing Gosh. too new on it. But, you know, just a cohesive thing. Last update uh-huh. on my end. Boo! Have you ever <laughs> have you ever been booed? It in a like booed? <laughs> like, do you know what booing is? Boo! Hiss, hiss. Oh wait, no, 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 you're talking about oh when somebody leaves like a ghost at your door? Yeah, like a they that at my elementary school. Oh my god, I haven't heard about oh Fuck. my god, Becca, you are taking me I back. Know. I had never heard of it until Literally today. At my, well, no, before that, actually. Okay. Because I myself was booed. <gasps> At work, people have been booing each other. And I got booed by my general manager. And she must have bought me $100 worth of stuff. She oh booed me God. hard. Oh, my God. She's crazy. She's no, crazy literally. <laughs> She's a like, shift manager, Becca. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> mm, boom. But, um, I'm going to ball out boo to you. But so literally I was like, this is life changing. And (laughs) this is a life changing amount of money. (laughs) Like, like $100. (laughs) 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 Very much me when I won the hundred dollars on Wendy Williams show from Chai. Oh my God. This is life changing. (laughs) Um, And bought clothes from Zara, but it's like, I love giving gifts and I think like everyone around the world should be booing each other. Mm-hmm. Boo to you. Boo. It's so cute. I'm a big proponent of just getting people gifts whenever. Like you don't even have to wait for a holiday. Like something I love is when I see a little something out for somebody and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get that for them. Yes. Like, like when something sparks you, a thought. thought of you. Mm-hmm. Wait, can I ask you? Can I ask you though? Sure. So. Yeah. Okay. Taking it to the love languages because gift giving is a love language yeah right yep and so is like I ask because I also love giving gifts like giving gifts is one of my main ways because with the love languages I find it interesting that there's a difference between how you like to show your love and how you like to receive Mm. your love yeah and so when I show love oh I love to give gifts but receiving not that important to me interesting do you relate do you disagree do you dispute i definitely don't dispute or disagree Uh uh-huh relate is a different story because (laughs) let me tell you this i think whatever love language i am giving at the moment is what i need reciprocity of oh interesting Like, I've taken that love language quiz so many times. I've gotten a different answer every single time. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's really... I am just like Shailene Woodley in Divergent. Uh, I have it all. I need it all. You have it all inside All of it is part of me. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So, you know, I am the world's first person to actually experience all the love languages. And all the six senses. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I'm incredibly blessed for that, but it's also a curse because what can I do? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay, so <laughs> I'm sorry, Shailene Woodley is just like <laughs> that's just getting you. Shailene, yes, yes, Shailene Woodley. I just <laughs> no, because every it's, once in a while I remember her. It's so specifically <laughs> funny to me because of like the joke I have with one of my groups of friends, and then I started thinking I'm also like Shailene Woodley too, but in the fall in our stars because sometimes I breathe really hard when I climb stairs. <laughs> my god <laughs> oh my god oh wow oh my god okay god. okay that was that that was that, oh. that, was that. okay, okay. Yeah. Wait. Sure. what was this even about oh getting oh wait. yeah I love language. wait even. I, had a, I had a thought on the love language anyway uh, no but i find that too in that sometimes when i i find it though when i'm annoyed with people like sometimes when i'm annoyed with people okay i'm like because have you ever heard the thing of like i think this was a counterpoints or not counterpoints contrapoints thing um do you watch contrapoints at all the youtuber not really you you probably like her um she makes all these like political videos but they're very highly produced um okay and they're like the counterpoints they're like the contrapoints of like alt-right talking points basically um gotcha but she does like costumes and makeup and stuff and so you probably really like it um but she has one on cringe and she says the thing that makes cringe like really upsetting to us is that we fear we can also be cringe like when we see somebody else being cringy we realize that we Uh ourselves can be cringy and that that is truly like the jump scare of it all yep um, not that Beck and I have ever been cringy, but you know, it's something Never. that could happen one day, maybe. Um potential. Yeah. Unlikely, but it could. You know, anything, anything could happen. Um <laughs> never but, say never. Never, um, never. But yeah, and so sometimes when I'm annoyed with people, I'm like, oh, is it because I recognize something in them that I fear is within myself as well? Uh, I also find I project things on people sometimes that like I will put like, I'll be like, like with unfounded, I'll be like, oh, this person is mad at me or disappointed me because of this thing. And I'm like, well, no. But is that a reflection of how I'm internally feeling about myself? Mm, well, that's emotionally intelligent for you to recognize. I know, right? Crazy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Becca and I are going to take a little break and we'll be back mm-hmm. to get into the main topic of today's episode. Yeah. yep um and so yeah we're back now um Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um this week beck and i are recording this the week after it happened but we kind of had the idea when it would have been a little bit more anyway you don't even know how the sausage gets made but beck and i would like to take the chance today to talk about coming out gay hi gay (laughs) hi gay um yeah and so i guess we have to come out right now on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) and here we Um, go (laughs) here we go uh but yeah we want to talk about coming out today coming out Mm -hmm. day like not i don't know if it's national or international but there's like a coming out day that's observed every year on october the 11th 
And um, I want to talk about it because, uh, like, obviously it was with that day. And also the last um, three books I've read, like, all had to, like, do with, like, coming out and that kind of thing. And so I've been thinking about it a little bit more recently um, than I have in recent years. And I was actually on my trip, I was talking to a friend I made who is also queer. And it's interesting Mm -hmm. because she is, um, she's 27 and she actually just like came out like officially like earlier, like this year. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so it's a very different, it was interesting talking about it because it was a very different experience from the one I had. Um, and so, yeah, just want to talk about it. I am curious. I feel like I don't really know that much about your coming out story. Um, but yeah, your first question that you have so delicately posed was when did you realize something was a little wrong? <laughs> wrong. JK. <laughs> JK guys. Um but yeah, when did you realize yourself that you were one of them queers? One of them queers. Um <laughs> it's uh it's i i always don't i don't i don't love whenever people say i always knew like i hate i always feel like that's a very disingenuous thing because like you didn't because like you didn't know what being like gay was when you were you know four or whatever or maybe you did i don't Mm -hmm. know but like i feel like you can't like under like you can't it's not it's something you can't like understand about yourself. I feel until a little bit later. And so I always think it's very disingenuous. And people are like, Oh, I always knew, but like, did yeah. you though? Yeah. I mean, with that being said, I get, I don't know. Anyway, si- signs were always there for me. If you guys can believe it and or not. Um, gotcha. But anyway, <laughs> now looking back, they're always like, they're like, there are so many signs. They're not signs. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I guess, the, I guess the way to talk about it is like, I feel like, I almost feel like I was never really in, in a way. Okay. It was kind of like a charade everybody was just doing. <laughs> right. Because, like, it was like, okay. <laughs> like, but I never, like, I never, like, I guess, like, sometimes, but, like, I never, like, pretend, like, I never, I feel like I never, like, pretended to, like, not be queer, if that makes sense. Did you have a girlfriend in elementary school? I had a girlfriend in preschool. Damn. Yeah. Okay, so you was fibbing. What? I said, so you was fibbing. No, I feel like I, I genuinely, I feel like I Were genuinely you- did have like feelings for her. Oh, that's lovely, actually. No, I feel like I genuinely did have feelings for her. Um, Who was she? Her name was Sophia. She's a, she's I'm a, lovely, she's a lovely girl. I follow her on Instagram. <laughs> oh, love. Okay. Yeah, Wonderful. I follow her on Instagram. She's doing well. I wish her the um, best. She is doing very well. She's a student athlete. Whoa. Literally. Wow. She runs track and field. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I guess I guess like when I truly realized something was woof. Or not woof, mm-hmm. but I guess you could say, because like obviously it was like something I was like aware of and I forget I just mm-hmm. remember I forget how old I was but I remember being on this like 
family vacation to my family used to go to the Outer Banks, as we talked about in the um, vacations episode. I remember one time I was there and I forget what it was exactly. But I was just like, hmm, I think I'm a little fruity. Like, I don't <laughs> Like, I don't know what it was about that weekend. Like, I don't know what it was. Like, like, I don't even remember a specific thing, but I just remember, like, sitting, because I like I was, like, I remember my room was in, like, the basement that year. Mm-hmm. And so I was just, like, down there, and I was just, like, yeah, I think, I think I'm gay. Like, I, and I don't even remember this if there was a specific event. Really I, the there was something about that rental house in Nags Head that really just did it. Brought my freak out, like. <laughs> Um, Good for you. But yeah. And so I was like, I also remember like knowing for a long time and like uh-huh. not telling anyone, if that makes sense. Because gotcha. I feel like you, yeah. I feel like, I feel like it's a thing where it's like, you have to, because I of course felt shame around it, which we'll talk about in like a little bit. But mm-hmm. um, it's like something you kind of want to like, you know confirm with yourself yeah. in a way and be like do I actually feel yeah. this way before like publicizing it also I was very young at this point and I was like oh my god like, I don't know right I don't know how to talk right. about this really mm-hmm. yeah um but I, I randomly remember like being there and being like because it was, like it like crossed like because obviously like Becca and I grew up in an age um which I don't feel like is like completely bygone where like you know, being called gay was, like, not a good thing. Like, like in school mm-hmm. and stuff, if you were called gay, that was, like, not good. Um, yeah. And, like, growing up, you know, not to put... Mm-hmm. But, like, it was definitely also a thing, like, within my family where, like, um, not, like, the adults in my life, but, like, um, the kids obviously, like, had internalized that a little bit. Um, and okay. so it was, like, not a positive thing to be called Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, um, was kind of that, that's part of where like, you know, any feelings came from, but yeah, you know, uh, or not any feelings, but like any like bad feelings kind of came from, if that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but then, but then I'll talk about it a little bit later when we talk a little bit more about stuff, but like. I, mm-hmm. I will say going back to like the thing of like, oh, I always knew I was gay. I always knew there was something different about me. Okay. Like I always right. knew, I always knew that I did things differently than a lot of other yeah. people. Yeah. And um, it takes a while to like understand like literally the concepts behind like queerness and, mm-hmm. you know, like you just don't like you feel something's what quote unquote different, but it takes a while, I think, to, like, really actually gain, like, the verbiage and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, that makes sense. And I will say, in my own, mm-hmm. in my own understanding of gender and sexuality, something that I find is interesting is I don't know whether necessarily, like, I am queer because I sensed that, like, something different, and therefore I felt a little bit more okay to, like, color outside lines so like I don't know if like my nature is Mm -hmm. such that I felt like 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 my nature was just like a kind of free spirit kind of person and so then my queer identity is like derivative of that or Mm -hmm. 
if there is something, you know, innately queer about me and it's just something I had to discover. And I, I, I go back and forth over whether I think, you know, born this way, as it were, is like actually a thing or whether it's like, or, or whether there's something that kind of like, whatever it is, something informs you at some point, And then that kind of shapes your tastes in a way, if that makes sense. I got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't think we'll ever know. Because yeah, it's, not it's really a hard thing to ever know. Especially with yeah. how we set uh, up the damn earth. Literally, guys, I'm pissed off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Who else here I'm is pissed? pissed? Um, but back <laughs> else here? Has- yeah. Let me turn a question to you. Oh, okay. When did you first <laughs> understand? When did you first say, oh, who said that? Yeah. <laughs> Who said that? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can tell you for sure that it, and it's probably one of the things where it's like looking back, like obviously, mm-hmm. but I will say when I did watch High School Musical, I had a way bigger crush on Gabriella rather than Troy. And so, and we talked about this in Formative Media, I believe, actually, because you love Troy, correct? Yes. Um, yeah. Okay, Zach Efron. I, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I think Zach Efron in High School Musical is like my sexual awakening. Yeah, he was so cute then. Yes. But I did like. I thought Gabriella. I I was in love with Vanessa Hudgens. I actually mm-hmm. the other day found, and I will post photos on our Instagram of this. Mm-hmm. I found I have an entire book that I made as a child that is just cut up collaged photos of Vanessa Hudgens oh my god like a damn serial killer yeah like I was scary (laughs) but I just wanted to kiss her Vanessa said who else here was Um, scared (laughs) I'm terrified but yeah so yeah but it wasn't until like probably middle or high school where I was like oh like understanding what oh fuck (laughs) <laughs> dang it <laughs> um dang. dang it dang it but yeah understanding like i don't know and then i was like oh oh my god i love being an ally but it's like oh <laughs> whoa i might be one of you mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah probably like in middle or high school and it um, was like i don't know i'm still like go i still like go between the labels and everything uh-huh. that I like to use. Um, Definitely. But also YouTube was a big help because <gasps> yes. you know, I felt like so many, I watched so many coming out videos. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Um, So then I was like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I get it. I was the yeah, other way where I did not want, if, if like somebody, wa- if like somebody I watched came out, like I would watch their video. Mm-hmm. oh my god I remember like I like remember the day Connor Frantic came out like that was crazy yeah oh my god the internet was insane that day that was that was uh, an insane day like yeah the same with like Joey Graceffa Shane Dawson I know um, <laughs> and, um but like but yeah it was such a thing which is so mm-hmm. which is so weird it's such that is such like a 2010s like early 2010s internet thing oh yeah like nobody's like, making coming out videos now no and do you remember that 
like it was the ones that were really insane to me where they would like call someone like coming out not just to the audience but to people in their lives on camera oh yeah Oh, like, do you remember yeah. those model, those model twins yes, who like the call who, yes. their parents mm-hmm. crazy? Like, wow, 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 wow. I mean, they got what they wanted. They got a lot of views, mm-hmm. and then they got to be gay. <laughs> Everybody doing <laughs> it these days. <laughs> Everybody doing it. Anything yeah. for a click. Anything for a view. <laughs> Did you get the clicks, you will the be views, gay. and the engagement? <laughs> you you will be gay for click and, and view <laughs> engagement. But um, yeah, so I guess I realized when I was younger, not I always knew, but then I could like put words to it when I was mm-hmm. probably in middle or high school. Did you always feel the, the, in the same way as me? Did you always feel kind of like special? Like, did you like? Not in a way that was like, oh, I'm different from everyone else. Because I didn't really know what to compare it to, I guess. Mm. Um, Because I've been really lucky in that, like, no one in my family ever, like, presented it as a weird thing. Like, I remember when I first asked my mom about, like, can two people of the same gender get married? She was like, yeah. Mm. Um, even though she was actually wrong and she actually didn't know that when I was younger, uh, they couldn't. (laughs) So, um, shouts out to her. She actually invented gay marriage. Yeah. She was the Um, first one. (laughs) She was like, yeah, they can, (laughs) but yes, we can. (laughs) Yes, we can. Um, but yeah, so I, I didn't feel like different. Um, Mm. But yeah, it again, I don't know. I'm cut like I kind of get confused and clouded on what I actually thought at the time because of how looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, like, how did you not mm-hmm. <laughs> know what to, you know, call this or whatever? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it didn't like rule my life or anything. And I didn't really think about mm-hmm. it that much, to be honest. Yeah, I definitely never felt like it was like, like, I never felt like, like, I had moments where I was like, oh, fuck, because like, obviously, like, um, even as a child, you can pick up the like, you know, even though being queer is great, it's also not ideal in some, <laughs> in some instances, yeah. especially, especially when, you know, even it's weird, to th- it's weird to think, but like, I feel like things have already changed like so much from when we were at that age. Younger, for sure. Yep. Um, I will ask, did you ever have like a, an experience where you were like, I don't know. Did you ever do gay things when you were young? No, that that were like secretive. Okay. Not, not like, Oh, not like, not that we're like, you know, I'm not one of those people that's like, Oh yeah. I, um, (laughs) I always think it's so I always think it's so interesting when people are like oh yeah me and my friend would like jerk off in the same room but I never thought there was anything gay about that wow (laughs) or no I was literally reading a book I was was reading a book where like he realized he like likes a boy and he has like a sexuality crisis and he's like 
well, my friend Liam growing up was gay, but, you know, I never, like, was, like, attracted to him. There was that one time where, like, I had, like, a boner and we were hanging out and then Liam, like, jerked me off, but, like... <laughs> like, regular Tuesday. Regular Tuesday. I mean, I, yeah, like, things when I was kids, but, like, kids are just, like, kids are just doing anything, you know? No, well, that's kind of true. Like, I remember being young and, like, doing, like, like you know i remember i remember for i remember for some reason like when i was like young in preschool i remember like one time i had this friend and like we were both going to the bathroom at the same time in preschool and we like had our pants down and we like touched stomachs <laughs> but, like with our <laughs> pants down tummy touch yes yeah, so i don't like and there's obviously nothing, like, there's nothing touch. like sexual about that or like erotic yeah even. it was just like you know Goofing. I'm, with my fr- I'm, I'm goofing with my friend but nothing nothing <laughs> like no nothing like that for me did you have any experiences like that well I do remember in elementary school probably like first or second grade to be honest I did me and my best friend would always kiss oh. and we were both like this is so fun we love this but there was a part of me that was like, I shouldn't tell other people about this. Not necessarily mm. because she was a girl, but because I was like, I know part of me just was like, oh, we shouldn't be like, I shouldn't be advertising that I've done this before. Mm. Which do you think it was more I mean, about that kissing? Might just be me. Do you think it was more about kissing yeah, or do you think it was about I like, think it so. being a girl? That's interesting. No, I think it was, yeah, I think it was more about kissing because. Because I could see, I could totally I see kissed, how you would think that. Yeah. I also kissed boys when I was younger, like at daycare. And I, I would make sure no one knew about that either. Mm-hmm. Like I said, but <laughs> don't kiss and tell. I can't. I keep it on the cuff. <laughs> Exactly. I love, <laughs> that? I, love the question was, I love how the question was like, how did you realize? And then we were both like, uh. <laughs> we basically don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we just kind of did. You're so, I don't so, know. It's pretty yeah. innate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when then was like kind of like the first time you do you remember slash like do you remember like when you started telling a person or people or like, you know and who those people were yeah when I got to college I was like Mm. um I don't know if people asked or like I don't know like my friends that I met in the dorm like freshman year like Mm -hmm. immediately I was like yeah I'm like not straight yeah I'm bi I'm queer whatever um and it's not like an it for high school I was like hiding it, but like mm-hmm. no one cared, no one asked. I never talked yeah. about it with anyone. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I didn't feel the need to like talk about it. But then it became more of a point of conversation when um in college also like one of my friends was um bi and then mm-hmm. There was someone else on the floor who was also bisexual. So I was like, uh, let, let's Kiki, let's talk about this. <laughs> Where are all so, the bisexual yeah. baddies at? <laughs> yeah. And <clears throat> then, yeah, like my family. Well, I never talked to my dad about it, so I don't even know it. But I don't know. He knows that I like Phoebe Bridgers and blah, 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 blah. Right. But, <laughs> but 
then I like told my I like actually talked to my mom about it on when I was also in college again mm-hmm. like we just never had talked about it before it wasn't like I was hiding it or felt like in the closet specifically mm-hmm. but she was like she goes oh yeah oh yeah I knew that awesome she goes queen legend <laughs> literally like okay cool so yeah mm-hmm. I don't know Part of me was like, I guess I never had to say anything and everyone would have just understood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. How about you? I very specifically, I remember, because I, I I told you, I like realized, I definitely realized like, it was a thing that was like about myself in middle school where like, I, I did I did go through a period of like trying to deny it because like, I like obviously okay. knew I was like attracted to. And I don't even like, just to clarify like my own, I always use like queer as my identifier Mm -hmm. if anybody like actually asks about it um yeah and so I'm not like kind of the closest thing I have to like what I believe like describes me actually I do believe I do believe with everything I know about like identity that like if I did have to pick a label like the most accurate one is actually like bisexual Mm -hmm. um because my understanding of bisexual is that it like you have attraction to more than one gender but you do have like preferences and stuff um whereas like something like pansexual means like gender doesn't really like inform your attraction to people um yeah which I would say is not true for me so and also I know there's like by erasure all this like terrible you know bisexual people have been discriminated outside and inside LGBT communities for a long time but can I say to me, the coolest thing you can possibly be is bisexual. The colors are so nice. Yeah, the coolest thing you can be is bisexual. <laughs> That's mostly why I I I always used that label is because I love pink, purple, and blue. Why we pretend like it wasn't cool? Just saying, like I'm bi- like every bisexual person I know is like one of the coolest people I know. Yeah, and the coolest person hot. I know who I'm on the Zoom call with is bisexual. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> literally literally anyway so wait i do have a question though because i've never asked you this would you like would you date a woman i think like a, this woman i think i don't know i would know i would never say never like i don't find okay. myself i don't find myself like drama. yes i don't find myself attracted to them often as i am attracted to like what we would you know, associate with like men or even like masculine people. No, but yeah, no, but Becca, Becca and I have discussed. Yeah, there is a handsome woman that we are both very attracted to. Mm-hmm. I'm, I hope I'm you're just listening. saying at some, point, say. <laughs> at some point, a stud could turn me out. Like a, a stud could truly <laughs> turn me out. Like I think, I think yeah. I can do it. No, I yeah, I, I I but yeah, it's it. just it, it's not like. It's all yeah, like okay, yeah. I don't know. It's it's not yeah. I would never. Mm-hmm. I would never say like never. I don't think it's like yeah, particularly like likely based off like my taste and stuff. But also like I'm not like you know, I'm I'm just I just see myself as kind of like open to it if that makes sense. Gotcha. That's a beautiful thing. Because I because as we said, I did have like I did I have had like romantic feelings for women mm-hmm. yeah um obviously Sophia from preschool and then mm-hmm. I had a crush on this girl from like I had a crush on this girl for like 
we met in the first grade. I've developed a crush on her in like the second grade and we went to school with each other until like the eighth grade. I had a crush on her the whole time. Wow. That's so cute. Yeah. For like six years. I like, I, I was like, and like, I, I had such, a and it was definitely romantic. Yes. Like crush. it was like, like I was friends wow. with her and like, okay. you know, it's hard in elementary school and like middle school. Cause like, it kind of depends on where your classes are and stuff. Um, yeah. But like, Whereas like some of my best friends in <laughs> college, like I never had a class with, <laughs> but like yeah. you had to have class with people to like kind of maintain friendships and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, I was, I, I had a very big crush on her. Love that. Um, and so that, that's also something that led me to believe that like, you know, and I don't believe, I, don't, I just believe, I also, something I fundamentally believe about sexuality and gender identity is that it's something that is not fixed so true and it is like in flux and even you know and even if you don't associate that with gender per se Mm -hmm. it could just be in the things that like you know turn you on Mm -hmm. you know I believe I believe our sexuality and our gender identity kind of evolves as we understand ourselves in the same way that we talked about with like coming out like your understanding of yourself grows a little bit yep yeah not to say you can't know certain things about like yourself and like you know set boundaries or whatever but like I think I at least for me I find that my relationship with those things grows um all the time yes Mm -hmm. yeah um and so yeah but back to when I start to tell people so like I like I like knew I was like attracted. I was like feeling this like newfound attraction, like physical, like attraction to men. Um, and, but like, I like, I like pretended like it wasn't real for a, for a while. And that, like, whenever I like imagined my life, like I was like, oh, I'll get married to like a woman and we'll have like a family and stuff. Like I had, I had very much like that view of my life, mm-hmm. but I was like, but, oh, but I'll be like attracted to men. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, and then I kind of realized, I was like, okay, well, that's not, you know, um, that's not, (laughs) that's not what the case is, Mary. Um, (laughs) it was funny. I remember my best friend in, um, middle school, my best, well, like, this is part of the thing with like coming out, like you said, Becca, like what your mom said, it's like, it was just like, it was just like a open, it was like an open secret. It was just like something everybody knew about me. Yeah. Like. Um, because I've always been a very feminine person. Um, not Mm -hmm. the feminine means gay, but you know, um, but like, you know, I've always been drawn to sparkly purses. I love to dress up as a child. I I love Mm -hmm. wigs, you know, like all these like tick, 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 tick. I ticked all the boxes. And so like, yeah, no one was like, you know, surprised, shocked in awe or whatever. Um, but yeah, I remember specifically one time my like best friend in middle school, we there was this there was this like time in our English class we were in eighth grade English together and we like got to sit next to each other like one 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 time with like the seating charts and so that was mm-hmm. like a party so like we sat next to each other that one day like that couple months and yeah I remember one time when we were like sitting in that configuration she was like she like I forget if she asked me or like if she was like whatever but she we like somehow got on the topic and she's like she was like, Quinn, I just want you to know that, like, if you were gay, it would be okay to tell me. 
and she and I was like okay and like I was like like alarms were going off in my head and I was like but I was like no I will keep you posted I was like I was like okay but I don't think I'll have anything to tell you unfortunately whereas like I I knew I had something to tell her um but yeah um lying oh yeah oh yeah also she Um, lied yeah um but yeah so like even like you know and then it wasn't long after that that summer was it that summer or was the next summer no it was definitely that summer so the summer after eighth grade I remember I did a camp with my one really good friend Kat mm-hmm. and a good friend of mine Hannah so I knew Kat before and then I met Hannah at the camp but Kat and Hannah had known each other because they went to school together um mm-hmm. and so we were doing a production of Legally Blonde Junior classic and mm-hmm. so we all got like we all got really close because it was like summer stock theater camp so we like it was like two weeks from 9 a.m. in the morning to like 3 p.m. in the afternoon we were together mm-hmm. and so you get really close and so I remember like I remember one day we were in like the back of the theater and they were like the first two people I told Aww. and I was like yeah so came out at summer camp I had a, and that was like the first time I had like uh there was also a boy in that production and he was like the first like kind of like official canonical boy I had a crush on oh nice yeah and so lots of lots of new feelings going on um and so from from then on like I would just like I would tell everybody I felt safe with like all my friends all my like new friends and stuff I made like I would always like tell them and just like it would just be a thing that like people kind of knew about me um yeah and then I didn't end up talking to my I didn't talk to my mom about it because as I don't know if we've talked about it extensively on the podcast but while I was in high school my high school I went to Catholic school as we've covered an all boys Catholic school um right and I was really good friends with a senior when I was a freshman and he was like openly gay and so he obviously had a little bit of a rough time at the school but he had founded um a GSA a gay straight alliance um Mm -hmm. while he was at the school and um because of like lack of interest and stuff he it like kind of went dormant after he graduated and then my junior year, the advisor for the club was my ASL teacher, a lesbian, famously. Um, shout out to her. Um, and um, I went to her and I was like, is there, I was like, can we like get that back up and running again? And she was like, she was like, yeah, I'll be here, but it has to like, you know, obviously it has to come from like the students and stuff. But if students mm-hmm. want to take it up and like have it be a thing again, then I would be there to support it. And so I was like, okay. And so then I started to like build like the GSA backup. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Um, And then we had like organized this like week of programming or something. And I think because we were like, the administration kind of like discounted us. And so they were like, oh, they don't have like anything planned, but we had like planned all these activities for people. And then we like sent it all to the thing to, we had sent it all to like the principal to be like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna do this like week of programming that we've been working on. And they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> 
who said so that uh, <laughs> yeah because I think they were just like oh well like but but I was like no guys we gotta do this and so mm-hmm. I like was on the so I remember it, it was like gonna get it was um it was a national like initiative by GLSEN which is gay and lesbian student educators network um mm-hmm. called no name calling week that's like an anti-bullying especially for like you know queer kids and stuff and so yeah. we had organized like a week of activities for like homerooms and stuff um and then they like delayed it so we weren't going to be like in accordance with like the national week and stuff and so I was fucking pissed, pissed. pissed. <laughs> um I was pissed oh. about that and so then I was like oh I was like so mad and I came home and like me and my mom went out to dinner and I was so mad about it. I was telling her about the whole thing. I was like, this is bullshit. And I forget, like, I forget, like, why in the conference. But she was like, she was like, why are you so, like, frustrated by this? And, like, like all this stuff. And I, like, I obviously knew why I was so frustrated by it. Because it was very, mm-hmm. you know, personal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually it just, like, it just, like, came out. And, like, this is by the time that, like, it's hard. It's also hard to, like. I don't know if you feel this at all, but sometimes it is hard to talk to my parents about it just because we, like, even in, like, I guess two generations since my parents have, but, like, between me and my parents, but, like, in, like, the time between, like, me at this age and, like, my parents, when they, mm-hmm. like, understand and, like, learned about all this stuff, it's such a different understanding that, like, people our age have of these things and, like, people my parents' age do, for instance, yeah it's true um and so it can be really hard to like like I I remember I didn't even like because I didn't like by the time I talked to my mom I like didn't identify as like gay and I still don't identify as like like, I truly don't identify as like gay truthfully Mm -hmm. I always say like being gay is like for me more of like a cultural thing especially like like gay men's culture is how I was like socialized and so that's kind of how I appear and stuff but I don't identify as a gay man obviously um and so it was like hard to say to my mom but I was like I was like oh I'm just like not exactly straight and after I said that to her she was like she really said is this the part where I accept the award for like pretending like I didn't know <laughs> oh my god so <laughs> literally this like this emotional ass <laughs> moment and she's just taking the opportunity she to dunked on you Boom. Someone Good was over her. there like this. And she said <laughs> at the chilies. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually La Tateca. Um <laughs> Even I came out, I came out in my ultimate safe space, a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> um yeah. guac on the table. Somewhere where Good. I feel so safe, where I will always feel safe. <laughs> um in a Mexican restaurant. Um and uh yeah, and that was like that was like the only person I ever because my mom was like, of course, afterwards, my mom was like you owe your father a conversation. And I was like, not anything against my dad, but um, I was like, mm, do I? Cause I, um, cause I, I'm of the belief you owe no one a conversation. And that was kind of yeah. my whole, that was my whole kind of thing with like having like a whole like coming out thing because I'm already not like a person who like loves those kinds of like scenarios and like conversations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just didn't feel like there was anything to tell. Like, I feel like, again, going back to like, I feel like everybody, everybody knew it was up. Yeah. And so why we have to like, 
say it you know make a thing yeah make a big thing out of it yeah yeah and so that's exactly what I didn't want it to be so I never I never like in the same way with in, in the same way as my mom and and it was also like I wasn't I didn't go to the Mexican restaurant that night intending to like be like <laughs> like I'm gonna come out to my mom tonight yeah <laughs> I just <laughs> here we it go just, it just ended up happening occurred yeah and so and that was the other thing it, it felt organic in a way that like I felt like I didn't want to like, I didn't want to do something unorganic with other people, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I didn't want it to, and I also just knew my mom would tell my dad anyway. So like, yeah, you don't need to have a, yeah. And you know what I was right about that. So mm-hmm. <laughs> did, um, he, did he ever talk to you about it then? Like after? No, no, my dad's very, my dad's very supportive of me, but it was just, you know, okay. We have like we we like we talk about it now and stuff, but it's it was like you know Good. he didn't like come to me and was like, hey, you know <laughs> why? Why told, are you gay? Your mother told <laughs> me what you are. Like no, say it. I know what you are. Like no, and that say and that was honestly like what I want. Like I wanted it not to be a thing. Gotcha. But I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's so complicated because. I also read a thing. I don't know if it was in one of my books or whatever, but it was like, it was like, yeah, I'm gay, but is there anything like, like somebody that came out and they're like, I'm gay, but is there anything different about me? And I'm like, well, yeah. You are gay. You are gay. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But like, I I feel like it was really, I I, I feel like it goes back to that like thing of like, which I, I hate this, but like, um, that whole like mid 2000s early 10s idea of like oh I'm gay but I'm not like that gay like I'm not like you know yas queen gay whereas like no I am yas queen gay like <laughs> I, I will always be. I say yas I say work I say you know <laughs> faggot like whatever like mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah and so like I feel like that I feel like that whole like um thing of like uh, I'm gay, but you know, nothing's fundamentally different about me. It's like, well, I feel like it's kind of derivative of that. And so I feel like that kind of bothers me, but maybe I could be wrong about that. Mm. No, I think, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> we're gay. Like, I don't know, what more can we say? There's something different you about gay. you. Yeah, you, you like do stand girls. apart in that way. <laughs> yeah Literally. um but that was just something that i also thought about when we was talking mm-hmm. about this okay yeah so i did want to i did want to ask you this question as well because this okay. is something i find interesting but did you ever like feel shame around being a queer person a queer woman even mm. um I really don't think so. Mm. Um, yeah, because it's by the time that I was like came to terms with like whatever that means, came to terms with it, mm-hmm. like it kind of became like cool. Oh uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, and so I don't know, and now it's like. Yeah, it's really no big deal. I've never experienced any also anything negative from it. Mm-hmm. I'm so lucky. Yeah. There's been no downsides. <laughs> Other than like 
Well, my romantic life has so much turmoil, but that is not <laughs> due to the fact that I'm queer. <laughs> That's just it's due to the other queer people I have to deal with. <laughs> um, it has been tough, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think so. But how about you? Did you deal with shame? Yes, or? I definitely, I definitely felt with dealt with shame. But like looking back, I don't know exactly where it came from, because. Mm you know my family my family was always like very accepting like in the way that like you know upper middle class like liberal yeah families are like center left families are um, yeah <laughs> but like you know in like a way that's mm-hmm. like oh yes born this way yas you know now that i have you know more queer politics there's a little bit more divergence um but yeah um like, I never felt like anybody was, like, you know, I think it was more just, like, societal, like, shit. Yeah. And, like, just, yeah. like, because, like, I feel like we start, we came up when, like, when homophobia was, like, shifting from overt to covert. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it was, it wasn't that, like, gay people couldn't exist in society in the same way that, like, when my parents were growing up, it probably felt like. But. Yeah it just felt like it was like, okay, you can be gay, but just don't be like, you know, shouting from the so rooftops about it. Yeah. You know, you yeah. can be gay. You don't have to march in like a pride parade though. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be gay. You don't have to talk yeah. to your coworkers about it. Like, like that's very yeah. much like the culture that I feel like we came up in. And like, mm-hmm. um, when like the culture is that way, it's not worse than like an overt culture of like homophobia but I always I always say on an individual level I'd rather somebody mm-hmm. be like overtly bigoted than like covertly bigoted because then at least you like like if somebody's saying like you know if somebody's calling me a faggot then like I know mm-hmm. and not in an endearing way you know because yeah um but like if somebody's you know calling me a slur whatever like I know that they're homophobic but like if somebody's like oh well you know, I believe gay people should be able to get married, but, you know, maybe, like, when it comes to, like, showing, like, gay relationships on TV, you know, I don't know what that does to children. Like, that's a more, like, I would prefer knowing somebody's homophobic than, like, yeah, having um, somebody say something that doesn't sound homophobic, but ultimately is. It, yeah. But, like, the people can mean. be like, I'm not being homophobic. I'm just thinking about this, this, and this. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Cause again, just be what you are. Yeah. And if you are homophobic, sure, girl, be. That. I don't want you. I don't want you to be that. But be that. Yeah, be that. <laughs> no? So I know who to avoid. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cause I will. You will not be my friend. No. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to be I my mean, friend, you can. You just can't be homophobic anymore. Yeah, and you probably actually are gonna have to be gay. Now that I say it. <laughs> <laughs> um. I do have I one would? straight friend. Actually, I do have really? multiple. I have multiple. Okay. I think well, I have a couple. I think I have a lot of straight friends, actually. I don't know. I think I used to have more straight friends. Now people are switching up. <laughs> anyway. Funny how y'all switch up. <laughs> I did it first. But anyway. Um, I will say that something that I do, it's not maybe a reason why I didn't really ever feel shame is because Mm. especially when I was using the term bisexual there is still always this and this is like part of biphobia or whatever that like Mm -hmm. 
bisexual women it's like very much viewed as as a phase or just like something fun Mm -hmm. and that they ultimately will end up still with like in a heterosexual relationship Uh um so there's definitely less pressure on bisexual women than on bisexual men as Mm -hmm. like you know if we're in that if we're just thinking in binary terms and stuff and like that that comparison um so i don't know like i just think yeah i'm coming from like a privileged place in this big community and Mm -hmm. so i think that's i would like to acknowledge that is contributing to part of why (laughs) i have been so lucky and not really mm-hmm. had any negative experiences yes yeah Quick shout out and i feel very as as of inside this conversation i feel very similarly um mm-hmm. i'm definitely in a more privileged position than most um mm-hmm. and so yeah so thank you for recognizing that but yeah it was definitely it was definitely yeah bisexual women are definitely like also fetishized in a weird way yeah for sure it's like a fantasy i think that's that's starting to go away a little bit but you know you probably know better than me but then we have songs like by wife energy he has (sighs) by wife energy and it's like okay is this a result of is are we like fetishizing now the men who are like cool and down enough and down to earth enough to have a bisexual wife Mm-hmm. but it's like guys what like guys what's going on i don't know that whole thing is very interesting to me yes because mm-hmm. part of me is episode. more i know part of me is like my my initial reaction is like oh a guy is like cool with his wife being bi like that's hot but it's like mm-hmm. wait why wouldn't Shouldn't that he, be that's cool just the default <laughs> yeah like like you should just oh my be... god we're just constantly congratulating men who like do the bare minimum. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. One time, one time I was talking to my friend Josh and this was my freshman year of college. And we were like, why is it, why are we attracted to men who will like in a, at a party or at a bar or whatever, will like stop another guy from like being creepy towards you? <laughs> like if a guy's like, hey, don't like, don't like force yourself on her. We're like, that's so hot. He did that. <laughs> But it's like, oh my god, it's the bare minimum you could do. That's the that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's like in fact what her. you like. There's there's a little bit of a responsibility on you to do it. Even <laughs> yeah, some might argue. like actually actually you must do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So crazy. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but it, but it is like it's like the modern day of like oh my god he fought for my honor. <laughs> Literally, like uh oh my god, men. No, yeah. It's also like, have you ever, um, have you ever like? <laughs> I guess I can talk about. It. I don't think my brother listens to this podcast, but um, like my brother one time, like my brother will be like, my brother will sometimes like take things on, and it's like it's sweet. It, it all comes from a good place, but he like takes things on that I like, don't ask him to because I've I've like talked to him about like you know the f the f slur faggot. I guess like, mm-hmm. I don't know why, I'm, um, but like yeah. uh, I talked to him about that and how it's like um like some queer people including myself like to like reclaim the term a little bit and like Mm -hmm. uh, me and my friend Corey just like say it like 
it's the word like or literally as my mother would say I like to say a lot um but like <laughs> you know it's constantly flying around and my my brother uh, I like explained to my brother why it's like you know it's cool for us to say it, but like not for like other people and so he was like okay cool and then like he heard he like heard somebody saying it at a bar one time <laughs> and he was like and he was like yeah I just want you to know I went up to them and I, I was like, hey, man, that's not cool. Um, my brother's gay. And he told me that, like, you can't say that. Serving Hillary Duff. And then. <laughs> it's not funny, but it kind of is. Oh, my God. What? I just goes, fuck you and your faggot brother. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. You can't even write that. That's so, so good. Fun. Like he kind of ate my brother up. Like that's- <laughs> he doubled down. He doubled down. He he dunked on him. I went to Becca and I say, if you're gonna be homophobic, just be fucking homophobic. <laughs> be that. And that guy is clearly look, homophobic. Yeah, and he served. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, only thing that's we could talk really about. Hilarious. Yeah, I I yeah. <laughs> But then my bro- but then my brother was like pre- like presenting it to me like was like presenting it to me like <laughs> gold star I, I, I was on my ally <laughs> behavior and, I like, I, and again it's like that thing you said of like yeah Liam that's what you should if you hear somebody saying like faggot who's yeah you know not you know if you know for a fact they're not straight then be like hey like you should be like hey don't say that yeah <laughs> especially if you are somebody who doesn't identify as queer mm-hmm. um for sure and so yeah um another phenomenon and so it's kind of you know starts to wind down our conversation mm-hmm. what do you believe in 2022 uh-huh. <laughs> is kind of like the role of coming out such a good question. I mean, right now, I think we're in in an in-between time mm-hmm. where coming out is less for, and I'm generalizing, of course, there's people who coming out is like still dangerous, like a huge deal, like life changing. Mm-hmm. But I would say for more people it is less extreme Mm -hmm. at least like in a bigger picture sense yeah it of course like personal feelings can feel really extreme for anyone and no Mm -hmm. matter the circumstances but um it's also a little bit less like what i'm trying to find a word for it i don't radical yes um so i hoped that one day it's not even a thing and you just get to be what you are and no one is nosy about it. Mm. Be Be who you you are. are. I saw you hold it back. (laughs) I saw you hold it back. Um, Never swallow be who you are because then you are not being who you are. Let this be a lesson to you. Let this be a lesson. As Becca said, Um, never swallow. (laughs) And I've been saying that for years. And that's part of the gay agenda. Okay. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I feel like we're in an in-between time where like Uh 
people are doing it. People are coming out. It's good. Um, but I hope really soon that no one has to. Mm-hmm. And so honestly, if you're about to come out, don't. So you can be part of the future. <laughs> Hold yourself right there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I go back and forth because also like labels are, I don't know. Sometimes I feel too much. Sometimes it's like, oh, that's nice. At, like community mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, this is like, things people are constantly discussing and talking about and like how much they matter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of like, I don't know. Like, I don't think I'll ever come out to another person. Like, I'm not gonna, I don't know, you know? Well, that is also, I'm glad you said that because I also like, I also feel like it's like, you're kind of constantly coming out or like, I don't even know anymore yeah. because it's like now that I'm an adult, cause like, like for instance, when I talk about the fact that like in one time in my life, I had a boyfriend. Yeah. You know, like yeah. when I talk, when I talk about that, it's like, yeah, it's like, I'm not saying I'm, you know, it's not the same thing as saying I'm gay, but like, yeah, you know, it is a coming out in a way because, you know, whether people like assume something about you or you know yeah I think that's what it is in my case at least I don't think anybody's like looking at me and he's like oh my god he like <laughs> fucks chicks um <laughs> but, like, or maybe you go people with don't, it I mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um but like um but like in a way that's like coming out when you like acknowledge like acknowledging your yeah. queerness how much of acknowledging your queerness to another person is like coming out if that makes a sense. coming out again exactly because then mm-hmm. it's like is it do you come out every time someone new learns that you aren't straight or mm-hmm. do you come out every like you know what even is really coming out is it coming out if that person yeah. was already suspecting and you just confirmed yeah i don't know guys that's why you ha- have to always guess people's sexuality yes so that it's not <laughs> You reduce the amount of coming outs. Every time you see someone, you have to guess. You don't assume, <laughs> but you do guess. You do wager. You do guess. There's a difference between yeah. assuming and making <laughs> judgments based off of that versus making a little bit of an educated guess. <laughs> and honestly, go for it, guys. So comment below <laughs> each other's sexualities, please. Um, nah, but for real, for real. So... <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really. Basically, my answer to the question is, I don't really know. I yeah. mean, yeah. So, what do you think about coming out, Quinn, and the role it plays? ATM. Oh, <laughs> you're talking. I was like, <laughs> ATM, ATM, <laughs> ATM. I believe that when you come out, you should have to do a synchronized dance to ATM by Brie Runway. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah. that's a personal belief I have. Anyway, or Hot Girl by Charlie XCX. <laughs> I'm a hot girl. Either or. Hot shit. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, I um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's interesting because it's like, in a way, it's like nobody is in touch. Like, I remember I heard this from a priest one time. Whoa! <laughs> did, I tell this, did I tell this story? Um, when I was deep um, cut, deep cut. I started dating when I started dating my boyfriend. It had been like two weeks. Um crazy thing to say but um wow, I was yeah. like we were on like religious retreat and part of like the retreat was like um the sacrament of reconciliation or confession um mm-hmm. and so I was like in confession and I, I was not I did not feel bad for being gay but I did feel bad for like withholding from my family that I was in a relationship and oh. I'll never forget I'll never forget the priest said to me 
Jacqueline, no one is entitled to your truth but you. Whoa. Literally. Serving hot priest. <laughs> Literally. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he literally said, no one is entitled to your truth but you. So if you're not ready to share like that thing, that's okay. And I said, so I'm not even doing anything wrong is what you're telling me. (laughs) I've been affirmed. Yeah. Or even proven wrong, actually. Wow. That's beautiful. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. I will think about this. (laughs) No, that was, no. I was like, oh my God. Um. (laughs) And so, yeah, I, but that is a thing where it's like, I also think about like, because you mentioned the thing about YouTube. What if there are people, what if there are people who are like 12 who listen to this podcast, Becca? What if there are 12? Yeah. Like what if there are like 12 year olds or like 13 year olds or 14 year olds? Like, oh. to this <laughs> Could you damn imagine? Okay. <laughs> First of all, turn this off for legal reasons, turn this off. But yeah, Quinn has said the F certain multiple times now. <laughs> I guess that's not, that's an explicit word. Is yes. it a curse word? Okay. Our podcast is rated explicit and we got to earn that so. rating. That can I, yeah. that can I come into the studio every week and we say, fuck, 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 fuck. I'm going to earn that rating this week. <laughs> um, yeah. And so my, our, our YouTube setting for when we upload our videos is specifically set to not mate her kids. Um, okay, cool. And so, um, <laughs> but it it is like no one is entitled to your truth so if you ever like you know you don't have to tell anybody if you don't want to you know you just want to show up with your significant other who reveals the fact that you're queer to your family to a family holiday you can do that it might make things awkward and you have to be prepared for that but um are you talking about the lesbian movie with kristen stewart the christmas one oh my god yeah kind of yeah like something like that the happiest season a really good movie actually um yeah it was cute if you but like if you um you know if if it's something like that you know you gotta be prepared in a way but um yeah you know I think it's also it's like there's a point where it's like you don't have to tell anybody but you also can't be like you also can't expect like realistically like if I had never came out and I just like came home with like a significant other or something uh-huh. and like out of the blue, like I couldn't like, you know, it would be, it would be a big expectation to place on my family. Just be like, okay. Yeah. Or like yeah. anybody, like just anybody. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I guess that's just the reality of doing something that like, you know, the majority of people don't, do if that makes sense yeah 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 totally and so yeah i guess i I guess i don't really know the role of coming out in today's society eva it's 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 tbd yeah it's tbd TBD. yeah so constantly evolving and becca and i are becoming like becca and i sometimes i feel myself becoming old even though i'm talk about it 21 i know I literally feel like I'm 35. Yeah, no. And like, I like, you know, sometimes you can feel like the trend cycle, like moving on. No. And like, yeah. do you ever think about when you talk to old people or not old people, but like, you know, middle-aged people or maybe even like old people. And like, it's like, you know, 
you are like, oh my God, I can't believe they think this way about that thing. But then one day, the shoe's going to be on the other damn foot probably. I hope not. I hope I stay on Twitter long enough. Oh my God. That's, <laughs> that's our, that's our anti-aging serum. Y'all exactly. Y'all are using retinol, SPF, all that stuff to try to combat aging, but the real aging happens here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why you I'm must stay on bird app, but that's why you must stay on that bluebird app. Cause that's where all of it starts. Yeah. Stay intellectually sharp guys. All the tweets I like are like pee pee poo poo. <laughs> me liking I'm the like, dumbest yeah, tweet. I'm with ever. the times. I'm so <laughs> literally. Me, me being like I'm so esoteric. Me going on Twitter and being like, <laughs> being like me watching a video of gorillas. Pussy like, fart. <laughs> gorillas. Ah, <laughs> uh, grooming each oh other. God, yeah. Yeah, I can't even can't even describe it. Well, I think that's Becca well, and I's conversation on coming out. Yeah. I don't know if we. <laughs> well, we recent there was no cohesiveness really in this. <laughs> and that's what people come to I the mean, show for, I guess. Yeah, and that's the beauty of queerness, I suppose. Yeah, you can you can have it all. We were post structural this episode in that. You know, we might have not really said anything of value, but <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the answers, guys. We don't have the answers. No, but or maybe we are. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um <laughs> we are going to throw one yeah. more. <laughs> what she sorry? What you say? I said I said no, but yeah. No, but yeah. No, but yeah. Um, no, but yeah. No, but yeah. Um, we're gonna throw to one more little break and then mm-hmm. we'll be back to, to our little segments. Yes. Guys, I'm scared. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Did you serve what you thought you served? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I thought. Okay. I, I don't know either. We'll have to see. Did I even pick up? Like, did you hear that? Or did it like blow? Yeah, up I heard mic? it, but no, I heard it, but like I don't know if it did the effect you wanted with your glass. It mostly just sounded like the grunt. <laughs> like the what? <laughs> like, like the grunt of it. Like the uh, uh. like that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for doing that again for clarity. Um <laughs> But guys, so we are back again. Um, so after we spent all this time being gay, we are now going to move on to our weekly segments. Um, firstly, we have a comment corner again. But guys, like we say every time, now that we've used this one, we are all dried up. So we need to be soaking wet again. And we're going to have really? to have you guys send in some more stuff. Um, please do that. And also please comment on everything you see from us. That really, we really appreciate it. Yeah. But today's comment corner is from someone who actually I do know actually pretty well, considering um, I did live with her for three years, so which is kind of crazy. Um, It is from Macy, my college roommate. So this email is actually outdated. It is from August 28th, and we're just now getting round to it. I did not realize it was that long ago. (laughs) I know. Um. This is just more proof of why we need more material. 
Look at how old and dried up this this email is. Literally. Okay. But I will read it. Mm-hmm. So she says, Hi, Quinn and Becca! Exclamation times four. I have been a fan of the podcast from the beginning, but recently it has started to mean something different to me. I used to listen to it while I was doing other things as something fun and interesting to listen to in the background. Unfortunately, I've started to experience a good bit of social anxiety lately. You know that feeling after you spend a ton of time alone and then group activities just feel very stressful? That's me. Your podcast has started to give me the social aspect of talking with friends without this added stress, and I'm so thankful. And then I will also be reading her weekly jump scare and manic pixie moment to really include her in the episode. Uh-huh. Um, so her jump scare, first of all, thanks, Macy. We're so glad. Yes. Um, oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thousand percent. Um, her jump scare of August 28th week was... A man approached my party of four while we were ordering our brunch at an outdoor table. He then proceeded to ask the boys at the table if they could help him move a filing cabinet. Being being naive cis white men, they had no qualms about walking away with strange old man. 25 minutes later, they come back covered in dirt right before our food arrives. Turns out this man was a hoarder and kept asking them to move things until they eventually escaped. And that's why I will never trust a stranger. Help a stranger. Oh my God. I forgot. And then her manic. (laughs) That's crazy. And then her manic pixie moment was she's back in Oakland, which is actually um, where the University of Pittsburgh's campus is. And then she said, Remember, you're a rock star. I might even be a rock star. I might even be a rock star. So that was very slay. Yes. Um, uh... I think that jump scare does resonate a lot with me. I don't know. Just every time I help an old person, it does end bad. And, you know, I'm realizing I did put on the in list for fall helping your neighbor break their leaves. Mm-hmm. To be fair, you never have to enter their home for that as mm-hmm. long as you have your, your neighbor doesn't have to be which... old necessarily either. Yeah, you know, so they can be middle aged or even young. <laughs> young but... and lazy. <laughs> <laughs> young and real lazy <laughs> <laughs> what are Becca uh, and I if not young and lazy <laughs> young and lazy literally um, but yeah Macy thanks for sharing that is really scary mm-hmm. um, and I am glad you're back in Oakland I did where you've visit probably you. been for months now yeah and I did visit you actually after this email so that's crazy <laughs> oh my god uh, no but it is yeah. true about uh, um I've found because I've spent a lot of time alone lately um mm-hmm. it is really nice to like listen to because obviously I love podcasts but like I've also listened to like a good bit of them because it's like you know it helps you feel like you know someone's there yeah when you might not want to talk to strangers um for sure and so yeah but now we come to the point in our program mm-hmm. where we do our manic pixie moments of the week and our jump scares of the week this is going between two accents right now and i'm really uncomfortable with it but anyway <laughs> um so our jump scare of the week is something that made us go something that maybe said boo to us but not in the way where we win hundreds of dollars <laughs> a life-changing amount of money <laughs> a life-changing yeah. amount of money um not in that way but in it, it changes our life in a way where we now look at the world differently a, another piece of our innocence has been taken 
Yeah. Um, something that we believe about the world turns out to maybe not be the truth. And so Becca, what was that moment for you over these, you know, you have two whole weeks. Actually, probably yeah. more than that. I think almost three did, weeks. Uh, almost three weeks since last we talked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I didn't prepare these moments. So mm-hmm. this was the first moment that came to mind for a jump scare. And that's always a great place and to go. Is, exactly. Um, as you may know, being a huge fan of Below Deck, I am... <gasps> subsequently a huge fan of espresso martinis uh-huh and so i've only ever gotten them out at restaurants and stuff like that mm-hmm. i've never made my own or bought them in a can so believe me when i saw them at wegman's in a seltzer can and i read that there was two espresso martinis per can i said i must get these i must pick them up and then I was like, okay, and there's zero carbs. How lovely. Were they the ones that Lauren told you about when Lauren they were, was on this podcast? I was going to say, it wasn't from the brand Loverboy, which I still am on the email list for. Um, <laughs> but it like was... I'm checking it was, every day. <laughs> I'm literally refreshing the page. Um, but no, it was the same thing, just a different brand. Mm. But... Um, I cannot describe how, hmm, how do I say this? Fucking disgusting they were. (laughs) They were literally the most foul thing I ever had tasted because it literally tasted like not just, it tastes like dirty water with like hundreds of packets of stevia in it. (laughs) Like so gross. And then I get home. I, I literally drank one and I was like, uh, I get home the other night. I, was <laughs> I like, drank it on the drive home. <laughs> <laughs> I cried a little bit in the car. No, but I had drank that a few nights ago. And then I get home last night. And who is drinking another can of that but my mother? Goldie. Already drunk. Out- <laughs> I said my mother, not Goldie. What do you say? Wait, what? Goldie was my guest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Goldie. Goldie has eaten weed before, but I don't think he would like alcohol. <laughs> it did send him to the vet. Um, <laughs> um, my mom was just drinking it and she was acting normal. I was like, what the hell even? And she was like, yeah, I saw this in the fridge and it looks so good. And I was like, and you like the taste? And she was like, no, but she was drinking it. <laughs> You can't let alcohol go to waste. That's something my mother always taught me. Uh, I think in this very specific case, you can. <laughs> uh, they're gross, Quinn. And espresso yeah. martini is like, because I've had ones I've ordered that haven't tasted good. And like, it, it is a very specific thing. I do really like them when they're made. Like, I don't even get, I like the regular kind. I don't like the ones with Baileys in them. I think that's too much. Mm. Um. But yeah, just the canned one, the zero sugar, yeah, didn't work. Didn't yeah. work at all. So yeah, that's what made me scared, frightful, and yeah, sad that I wasted like $12, $12 on those. Mm-hmm. That's a life-changing amount of money. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah. So, Quinn, then what was your jump scare of the week? Or the weeks? 
I'm going to do one little like appetizer one. Um, okay. Which is that when I was in the Netherlands, so Emma Chamberlain is also in the Europe at oh, the same yeah. time as me. Copied off me or whatever. But anyway, um, she literally, while I was in the, while I was in Amsterdam, she posted a vlog of her in Amsterdam. Classic. And so I was like, oh, let me watch that. And I watched it and I was like, oh my God, I wish I could be like her. And I was like, no, I am like her. I'm only in the same exact destination. I can go out and do the same Uh things like all the, but it's like, I had a really weird black mirror moment where I'm like, it like, this is truly crazy. Like this is such a unique moment where I'm like looking at my life and being like, oh, I want that. But it's like, I have that. That's insane. I'm literally in Amsterdam. It is good, but it's also like, it was good because it's also, because like, you know, she had, I was in Amsterdam for like 120 hours, whereas like I watched her video and it's 14 minutes. So of course it's going to be, you know, it's going to feel more interesting in a moment than like my particular trip and like she's doing other things, right. you know, she also has a yeah. lot more money than I do, um, but, um, you know, she's very rich. Yeah. And so, but it was just one of those things where it was like, oh my God, this is such a black mirror moment because like, I'm literally looking at this person in the same place as me doing similar things, but still being like, I envy them in a way, but it's like, why mm-hmm. I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I'm doing it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing the exact same thing. Um, yeah. So I found that quite scary. Yeah. Um, I get that. but another truly scary thing I experienced when I was in Sevilla and so okay. some people on my, some people in my tour group and I, we booked a river cruise in a yacht. Um, not like a mega yacht, but it was, you know, okay. it was a boat. I don't know why they were trying to call it a yacht. A like it's a boat. It's a nice <laughs> boat, but it's a boat. Okay. I don't okay, know what boat. constitutes a yacht exactly, but maybe it was the fact that it had okay. two floors. Anyway, it was a nice boat, mm-hmm. but, and, but okay. it was really like a river cruise, but we literally just went like this on the river. Like there was, and there wasn't anything to see. <laughs> it was kind of like, we just like ate meat and cheese and drank wine on a yacht. And it was like, Ooh, but the ticket wasn't that expensive <laughs> either, but so okay good we so the but the um the yacht was taking off at six o'clock um yachts taking off at six o'clock and we are so we all like all of us who were taking the yacht decided to get together at 5 20 because it was about a 30 minute walk and we we're gonna walk there and stuff and so i since we're going on a boat i'm like oh let me be a little nautical so I put on like a hat, I put on little shorts and I wear these sandals that I bought in Greece. They're super cute. Perfect. So when we said 520, some people must've heard 530. Mm. And usually that would be me, but this time it was not. And so I'm like, <laughs> Where and is so, everybody? so we can't walk. So like by the time everybody's ready, we cannot walk anymore. Like we're going to miss the bus. We're going to miss the boat if we walk. Yeah. So we have to catch cabs. Um, and I will say in Spain, cabs are very cheap, very different than Greece. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so our group, we're like a group of nine people. So we have to catch multiple cabs. So two groups, which are like seven people catch cabs. Um, and then me and this other girl are in the third cab. And we're trying to hail the cab. Meanwhile, those two groups hailed a taxi, no problem. There were like a bunch coming and stuff. When we are trying to hail a taxi, seemingly there are no taxis coming. 
And then these little old Spanish women had like made this like taxi line out of nowhere. And there was this one woman like hailing down taxis for a seemingly growing cavalcade of older Spanish women. And so we like literally me and my, me and the person I was with like hailed a taxi and then we were trying to get in. But these women were like yelling at us in Spanish. Like oh my goodness. basically like, I assume telling us not to take it and like trying to respect the rule of law. But at this point I'm looking and I'm like, we're going to miss the fucking boat. And so then we had to steal a, we had to steal a cab from the old ladies and they were yelling at us. And it was the only time that I was like, Oh, I'm happy. I don't speak Spanish. Um, yeah. I was going to say, it's better if you don't know what they're saying. I think. Yeah. And so we end up making it. And so it's actually a pretty short ride and we get to like the pier that the boat is leaving from and it's 558. And so I'm like, Oh my God, this is great. But I don't see like a yacht anywhere. And so I'm like, what's going on here? And so then I put it in my navigation. The pickup spot is literally still a half mile down the pier. Oh God. And so we're like, we're like, oh fuck. And so we're like walking, walking, walking. And the girl in front of me, she's wearing sneakers. So she starts jogging, but I'm in sandals. They're literally like this, like flat, completely flat. Like when I tried to pick up a little bit of speed and I like, I'm not like, I don't think anything will ever be serious enough for me to like break into like a run. Right. Like it's just not something I'm interested in at this point in my life. Um, (laughs) I respect that so much. I don't think anything could be that serious to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, but like, I'm like, I'm trying to get on this boat. And so I'm, I'm like moving at like mock speed. And even when I tried to run, like my sandals started to like come off. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, I could take them off, but then I'm literally walking on a pier in Sevilla. Like, I don't know what the fuck is on the ground. Um, yeah. Not even in Sevilla. I could be anywhere. I'm like, I'm not taking my damn shoes off. I think it's weird when people walk around outside without their shoes on. Um, Literally. Especially on like pavement and stuff. And so I'm just like, damn. So we're, and like at this point, they're texting. They're like, okay, guys, you, they, they're saying you have like a five minute grace period, but the boat's going to take off. And so then it's full. Like, I'm like, oh my God. And I like literally lose sight of the girl. She's ran so far ahead of me. Um, oh my oh my god then I'm just like and then I eventually I eventually see like people waving from the boat and I'm like oh my god it's here it's here it's here and so then I'm like walking up I'm like walking up I'm like waving at the person I'm like please no please no <laughs> let then, me on that boat yes I walked on to the yacht about 10 minutes late but my even in that short time I feel got a little torn up because I was moving in ways I wasn't necessarily supposed to be moving with those sandals mm-hmm. on so yeah Wearing those sandals would end up being a bad decision for that night, which I will elaborate on a little bit more later. Um, That's so so annoying. You were on time and then you were late. Literally, not my fault. Things happen so fast. Yeah. I know. Like, Uh, anyway. It's frustrating. But it all worked out in the end. So good. With that Mm -hmm. being said, we now turn to the manic pixie moment. And the manic pixie moment is where we just felt like we were. The main character coming out is a very manic pixie moment and when in one's life i mean depending on how it goes yeah for it sure could very easily be a manic pixie moment way. or a jump scare yeah crazy um but basically it's just the time when we felt like we were <laughs> that girl um and so Bikal, mm-hmm. when was that for you over these past couple weeks 
so again, I'll just choose from today because I did have a, a nice moment today where, so I've been kind of, as you all may remember, I did quit um, the, my Starbucks job from around here and I have kind of ceased to go back to the, lo the location, you know, when I don't have to be there. As you should. In avoidance, basically, of that of that manager who mm -hmm. did basically yeah um bullied but, you, you know, out of a job a, literally but we did get a viral moment from her so i do respect her in that way um you know shouts out oh my I god she was that. behind that <gasps> yeah i don't believe everything happens for a reason but like that's another piece of evidence that maybe it does yeah i think so actually um but so i was at work today early shift at ulta beauty um, and then me and this girl took our 15s at the same time. And we were like, oh, we'll go get Starbucks. And the closest one is the one that I did work at. So I was like, okay, I'll be brave. I'll go back. I really mm -hmm. don't care that much also. Um, but I saw as soon as I walked in, I was like, oh, it's that kid who he complimented my shark tattoo. And then the next day I came back and worked with him. He had tattooed that tattoo on himself and now we have matching tattoos in the same place yeah that's i don't like that <laughs> i, don't I like was like that. that's pretty funny but the funniest part is that when he complimented me i was a customer and then the next time i saw him he didn't realize that i would be transferring there and be yeah. working there actually You're like so i remember that moment i was like oh surprise ancient history yeah, I know. But um yeah. Damn so... Persephone was also walking around being like, Are you guys going to see the new Sophocles play? That's how ancient it was. Damn Persephone? What the hell? What the hell? Okay, deep cut. Deep cut. But um, yeah, so the first person I saw when I walked into Starbucks today was him. And he was like, Oh my god, hey. I was like, hi. And he was like, oh, You look great. And that is the second person in the past week who has told me, you look great because they haven't seen me in a while. The other person had been actually, it's been like five years since I saw her. Um, but she was like, wow, you look great. And now this kid yeah. was like, wow, you look great. And it's just a good reminder of how far I've come. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. to be beautiful, you must have at one point been ugly. And I can recognize that. Yeah. Or at least... You're flopping and now you're slaying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very much that. So. Yeah. I'm in oh my, my slay era. And that's just good. I feel like we're both in slay eras a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I I've so been too. in a slay era this whole, well, maybe not the summer. Well, kind of the summer. The summer was kind of like a half slay. Like it wasn't, I, I didn't feel like I was flopping in the summer, but I certainly didn't feel like I'm, I was slaying to the magnitude I am now. Yeah. I think I'm like, I've been slowly increasing my sleigh. Mm -hmm. I hope in the winter and for all of 2023 to not slay, but serve. Mm. Mm. You feel me? Yes. Did you see that tweet? Cool. Like, <laughs> put the, oh my God. Or like Kunten <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> What? It's a word like cunt. Oh 
Okay. <laughs> like Cunter in Google Translate. Okay. And he was like detecting German. <laughs> and it was like like <laughs> like the German word for like customer service is like Kunta serve. <laughs> <laughs> Kunta serve. Oh my god. Oh yeah. That's what I have to do. Yeah. So that was my manic pixie moment. Um, pretty positive for me. Mm-hmm. So Quinn, what was that moment for you? I actually have a couple. So, or I have two. I'm going to start with a shorter one. So sometimes like as a tourist in language, in countries where I don't speak the language, I like don't always feel comfortable like taking up, you know, space or like sometimes I don't want to like reveal the fact that I like don't speak the language. And so mm-hmm. I was at a sh- drag show the other night and it was very different in the States because you had, we had like a table. And so I was sitting with some other people and then there was somebody at another table i was like sitting next to them but they were at another table it was this lovely woman she had a little pixie cut and she had like a black smoky eye on um mm. and she kept like leaning over to me throughout the course of the show and like speaking spanish to me and like i don't want that loser that goes like no habla espanol like right or, i guess how about espanol un pequeño like you know, like, mm, I don't want to be that yeah. person. And so I was right. just like, because <laughs> like, there's also so much you can glean from just like the vibe, you know? People's, yes, exactly. Body language. Like there was one point where like, I knew she was telling me a joke. And, I, and so I was like, ha ha ha. Like, right. Let me laugh. And so I just, I was just fully like, just like communicating. She was just talking to me and I was not saying any words back. I was fully just giving like nonverbal markers, like pretending. <laughs> like to understand her and at one point she was like she was like she said something like to us mi amigo like and like I literally made friends with somebody without even speaking the same language as them <laughs> I love that so much that's no, so- we- wait was it the girl in that video yes okay perfect yeah Ava. yeah yeah um oh amazing she, i took down her whatsapp because she was like oh if you want to get she did speak english so I, the joke was kind of on me because she, the whole time she spoke english um well, not the whole time she was speaking English to me, but she but secretly she the whole time. could speak English the whole time. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah. if I had just said, oh, I speak English to her. She would have. Yes. Did, done that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did not um, give her the opportunity, though. Yeah. 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 And so, so, so you're telling me eventually it was revealed that you spoke English and not Spanish. Yes. Because okay, I like so tried to say something. She she asked who I was there with, and then when I was trying to describe who I was there with, she was like, "Oh, you don't speak Spanish." <laughs> it's okay. No, but she didn't. She didn't like judge Whoops. me at all. She was still like, you know, I she gave me her what's she gave me like her phone number through WhatsApp, and so she was like, "Do you want to get like a drink or anything?" I was like, "Slay!" Oh, how lovely! How lovely! Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, and so that was my first Manic Pixie moment, but I'll take you back to the night that I just described on the yacht. So after the yacht, we all had a good time mm-hmm. and then we all went out to dinner. And then when we were in Sevilla, there's like this whole series of like outdoor concerts going on in the Plaza de España, um, which is this huge like plaza in Sevilla. Mm-hmm. And so a couple, like four of us from the group went to the concert. And so the girl's name who we saw is um Rigoberta Albertini I want to say 
I always fuck up her last name. No, Rigoberta Bandini. Um, mm. But she makes very good music. If you like, like, if you understand Spanish, I assume it will be good. Um, but she makes, okay. apparently she makes like very like feminist music. Um, and it just sounds good to anybody who has ears, I believe. And so um, even though I don't Love quite that. know what she's saying, I'm just like. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. Hey. Um, so after the concert, we met this. So during the concert, this woman comes up to us and she starts like speaking Spanish to us. And so this time I actually did, even though this was before I made my friend Ava this time I did actually say um oh like no habla espanol and she was like oh I speak English I'm an English teacher and so um she introduced herself to us as resurrection okay she said her name was resurrection which is resurrection in Spanish yeah um, and so which we're all like do we think that was like her real name anyway and so she was like talking to us and she we were like um she was like, oh, yeah, well, there's actually a DJ set, like, right after this, like, right in the plaza. And so we were like, okay. And so we went over to the DJ set. It was so fun. It was, like, it was outdoors. It was an outdoor concert. So we were just dancing on, like, oh, cool. it was, like, kind of, like, a dirt floor or, like, a dusty, like, like a, not dirt, but, like, dust, kind of. Um, yeah. Like, sandy, like, dirt and stuff. And so we were just, like, dan- they were doing a DJ set. It was, like, mixed Spanish music and... um english music and so it was really fun and becca and i both know this feeling because i've seen becca while this was happening but something about being the main character of a dance floor like yeah you know like I becca it. and i know becca <laughs> and i both have these moments where we've been on the dance floor and we're just like we are like everybody is looking at us and we are yeah serving. every time i go to tequila cowboy no one I've talked about how Becca can dance on this podcast before. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. shook and shocked when I saw it. And Quinn um, is just a performer by nature. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, yeah. oh, yeah. And there were, no, mm-hmm. I was having, like, I was having the time of my life on that dance floor, and people were, like, responding to me. There were people who were, like, actually good dancers who would, like, come up and, like, want to dance with me. And I was like, yeah. Loves it. it. <laughs> um and uh, oh my god and one song i'm always gonna body one song i'm always gonna body when it comes to the performance one two three it's toxic by britney spears because there's so there's so much you can do with that song famously i know um and um yeah and so that song came on at one point i have a couple videos people took of me dancing um (laughs) That's when you know it's good. You're getting videos my, of you. No, literally, and my whole group and my whole group was like, my whole when we like were eventually reunited with like the rest of the group. Everybody was like, guys, Quinn's like a dancer. Like Quinn can dance. I love that. And I was like, I don't know. Um, you said it. Okay. I was like, I was like, I I slay. I will never deny the I fact slay. that I slay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or that I serve. Um, it work. No, but when you did say that, when you're like, I hope I start to serve soon. Something that I think is interesting, just as like a final note to end us on, mm-hmm. is every, I think this is part of the, like, I don't know if it's just the stage of life I'm in or like, but like, I've realized that for the past, I forget if it's like three or four years at this point, but like every four, like for the past that amount of time, 
Mm-hmm. Like I think about if I had asked myself at any point in that time, what I would be doing a year from then, like I would have given the wrong answer. Like if you asked me in fall of 2019, what I would be doing in fall of 2020, I would have given you the completely wrong answer. I think you're, yeah. <laughs> and same with yeah. like every year since then. And so yeah, that's kind of part of the reason my life feels like not off kilter anymore, but like, so like not even spontaneous, random. but just, yes, random a little bit. Because yeah, I don't think I've so had, random. yeah, I, I haven't had like a thing where, like my life has been so vastly different, like in like a year and at least a year's time from like any other point that mm-hmm. like, and same now, if you asked me this time last year, when we were about to go yeah. into tech for <sighs> hit stages production of the drag seed, Literally. if I thought I would be sitting in a undisclosed location in Spain recording a podcast with the damn director of the damn show <laughs> of the damn literally I, said, mm, I don't know about all that no literally because even as a but psychic as i am like i can't even predict the stuff that's going no, on right now yeah crazy that's just the but, final note i wanted to end on because becca yeah, reminded me I of it that. but um yeah becca <sighs> how then can people keep up with you if they're so inclined Okay. They can definitely follow me on Instagram at Becca Hobart, TikTok, where y'all go and doing World War Three, Twitter and Spotify and Apple Music and iTunes and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Bex Gloss. Bex Gloss. They can also find me roaming in the dark and creeping in the night for the rest of October and probably a little bit of November. Quinn, where can the people keep up with you even individually? You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Quinn P. Murphy. And you can follow me on Twitter at Quinn P. Murphy underscore. Mm-hmm. And you can also find me forgetting that this is a little thing we do whenever we record. But when I actually do damn remember, I get so little happy. Um, and so, yeah. Becca, where can people keep up with the show? If they are so inclined. <laughs> well, they can actually follow Manic Pussy Jump Scare on Instagram, on TikTok, and uh, yeah, you guessed it, actually on YouTube, where we post the podcast at length, and we usually also put exclusive content over there. So please follow, subscribe, and comment, guys. Sometimes, also, you just want to look at our beautiful faces. Literally. That's a great place to do that. And then, bleak. Email into manicpussyfilmscare at gmail.com, guys. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Tell us anything. Come on, guys. You guys, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say a number of who listens to this show, but like people listen to this damn show. Yeah. So I know you all got damn right in. I know you got <laughs> thoughts on what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So I, you got those thoughts. Thoughts. I know you got thoughts on what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so please just tell us we're, we're just asking literally um, anyway. we're um, uh, um <laughs> and, uh, but uh oh Eric and we're back up and thank you Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween!
Manic Pixie Jump Scare is hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Executive produced by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Sound and video editing by Quinn Murphy. Social media management and highlights by Becca Hobart. And our theme song was written by Quinn Murphy, Becca Hobart, and Nandita Mahesh.